0: Hey, welcome everybody to week 10 of Beer and Bullshit with Corey McGee and Jason Bosno, Our podcast here, our little podcast that is slowly growing. We're at 10 <laughs> weeks already.
1: How do you feel about 10 weeks, Jay? I don't know. It's uh, it's interesting. I'm I'm surprised that we've actually kept doing it. I figured we would uh, fall off and get bored with it, but no, it's actually uh, super Yeah, friendly. we're sticking with it yeah. and people
0: seem to be glomming on and like, you know what, really?
1: Uh, we're just slow playing it. Yeah, kind of like older we'll girl in long, high school, long game. just long game and just kind of slowly got with them.
0: Well, we got to 10 weeks, so 10 weeks, I think uh, people should be giving us some kind of recognition award. I don't eh, know. I think iTunes something. gives you like a free Metallica song <laughs> download. They call it the Napster Lifetime Achievement. <laughs> so anyways, thanks everybody for checking us out. Uh, tonight we have a very special guest, the mayor of our fair city, Timmins, Ontario, Mr. Steve Black. How are you doing tonight, Steve?
2: I'm doing well, yourself? Yeah,
0: I'm doing all right.
2: I, I feel honored to be here. You know, I heard uh, you had Charlie Angus on last week's podcast. I haven't had a chance to view it yet, but uh, to follow our MP, and uh, I'll throw out potential uh, maybe future leadership candidate, it's an honor to be here.
0: Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Well, we're really happy to have you. And uh, I was thinking about that, Jay. We Our show has actually had a federal politician that's been on, like, CBC Power and Politics and that, yeah. like... I'm pretty sure we're the big leagues now. Yeah, that that makes us pretty much the same thing, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dan Solomon, Corey McGee, it's all the same. It's all the same.
0: It's all the same. So I don't know about you, but I think I'm going to be drinking my beer a little slower tonight because this is the first time we record this on a Sunday, and uh, I was telling Jay that it's been a bit of a rough weekend, <laughs> rough. Two, two long nights. <laughs>
2: Well, it's been a rough week, as you notice. I asked you for the Kleenex box uh, for, for the show, so any, anyone that watched Council last last week knew that I was a bit under the weather as well uh, and had the Kleenex box pretty close at hand for that meeting, too.
0: Yeah, so you're turning the corner now?
2: I'm hoping so. Good. Glad to hear it.
0: All right, so what we do here on Beer and Bullshit, because we've got a lot of stuff to get into uh, I'm not going to waste one opportunity with
1: our mayor sitting here drinking beer oh, with us. A bunch of gacha journalism. Uh, that's it's exactly like what we do. Newsweek and Sarah Palin. No, I'm just <laughs> not saying you're Sarah Palin or <laughs> anything, or that we're journalists. Oh, man. I'm screwing with you. I thought I, I thought I was the Newsweek <laughs> side of it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Oh, okay. Uh, no, but
0: what we like to do is kind of give people a bit of a background of who you are. Um, talk a little bit about uh, you know I, we all know you're the mayor of our city. That's uh, that pretty much says says it in of itself. But uh, just tell us a little bit about how you start got started in politics and why you got started in politics and uh, what led you to running for for mayor.
2: Yeah, it was uh, not not a long lifetime plan to uh, join the political world by any means. I grew up in Oshawa, Ontario, in a family of four boys, and most of our spare time consisted around hockey, not uh, politics or anything of that nature. Uh, But went to University for Mining Engineering, which is what brought me up to Timmins, uh, to work at Kid Operations. And uh, after a few years there, and uh, a few things going on uh, at City Hall that I thought could be done a little differently, I decided to uh, put my name forward at the age of 28 uh, for council, and I... Remember all my uh, lifelong Timmins friends at the time saying, Steve, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, you're 28, you're not from Timmins, you don't speak French. Do you really think you stand a chance of getting on uh, city council? And some of them helped during the campaign. Some of them kept their distance. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) This guy's insane. And then uh, as soon as I was successful, of course, everyone comes back and, uh, you know, yeah, good job. uh, But it was was tough. I I appreciate what all the uh, candidates went through this past election because it's tough to get on as a a new councillor and and kind of break through and try and get that exposure so you can compete uh, in the campaigns. And when we had our campaign. Uh, We had an all-candidates debate, so the councillors each got their time to uh, say their vision for why they wanted to be on council, what they wanted to bring to the city, what areas they wanted to focus for, and um, I think that was kind of lost in this past uh, election. There was a lot more focus on the mayoral race than there was uh, on on perhaps the council races, which made it very difficult, I think, for some of the the new players to come up and, and... be successful in a campaign he's
1: just being nice to me that's only right now <laughs> <laughs>
0: well no i was just going to say that i was just going to say that uh is, is there a particular reason why they decided to not do uh, go along with that format not too many uh, people was it just too yeah, many people yeah, no, is that
2: what it was yeah i think it was just the number of candidates i mean i forget what the total number was, it was 14
1: was... for four four for uh ward one uh, and you're going another around, 10 i think there's yeah.
2: around 26 or so total candidates yeah. so you can think when you're where you're gonna have a debate, or even just a question mm-hmm. answer period, when you got to go through 26 people. It makes for a...
1: I guarantee you, some would, of them wouldn't have showed. Oh yeah, it would've been would <laughs> like a Republican National uh, Convention debate, like you know when they had the first the first few that's 16, and then they had the the beast, uh, card beforehand, like and
0: that turned out great. How many people yeah. tuned into that? <laughs> exactly.
2: See, could've given <laughs> a whole new realm to Timmons politics. Exactly, could've had the Trump right? of
1: Timmons. Oh <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> figured out what i want to go for next (laughs) no so
0: you so when you say things that you you saw at city hall that um you thought could be done differently and you you wanted to kind of uh, throw your hat in the ring on that on that front uh like what exactly are are you referring to there what what brought you to it
2: i think most people uh who who are on the inside of city hall all knew that uh My ex-wife used to run the gymnastics club uh, for the city of Timmins, and she ran it for a number of years, and uh, when she went on maternity leave, uh, they privatized the club, and they didn't do it uh, through an RFP or a tender or even contact her, uh, having run the club for a a decade and say, hey, we're considering privatizing the club, Mm -hmm. would you be interested in taking it over or anything like that? It was kind of, here's a, a group behind the scenes, and... Go and they're ahead. making
0: decisions. Go ahead.
2: Yeah. Go ahead and we're going to privatize the club. So that uh, really got me interested in City Hall and following, uh, obviously, we fought that uh, decision. And had public meetings. We talked to all the parents at the gym class about what was going on. And most of them were very supportive uh, of our position on it and what should be done. Uh, requested several delegations to be in front of City Council and were denied. Um, Despite, uh, having- I thought
1: that only happened to one group in Timmins. No, I can- well, I- they say that they say it's only them because it happens to, But I-, I-,
2: I can assure we'll you get to that I-, I can assure you I was denied long before them, <laughs> and I can show you the emails to prove it. But but it was that that kind of process that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, and then I started following a little more closely. And I remember when I filed my paperwork to run, sitting with uh, the former city clerk Jack Watson. He said, "You know, Steve, you're a mining engineer, young guy. You could bring a lot of good aspects to City Council in, in a mining city." Uh, and I wish you luck. He says, but don't make it about the gym club. I said, it's not, it's not about the gym club for me. The gym club's done. It's over. Mm-hmm. We lost. I said, I, I want to make a difference and change, change the way things go. Put a little more focus on recreation in the, in the community than I thought was uh, lacking at the time. Uh, so I said, you know, I, I, know I have 300 of the 400 supporters from the gym club, uh, that went through that process. So I said, I don't need to campaign on that. Mm-hmm. That support's already mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it focused a lot more on the, the other sides of the campaign and some of the things I wanted to see change. And I really enjoyed the four years as a councillor. Uh, I enjoyed working with all the council we had. Like, we had some disagreements and some passionate disagreements at the council table, especially me and Councillor Duty. I know uh, certain groups get mad when he uh, gets passionate in a debate and... and, and we can uh, see some hands banging on the table or, or voices raised, but me and Councillor Duty went through that uh, a number of times just because we come in with different political views. Mike mm-hmm. is uh, an older generation senior member of the community, and I was a young young up-and-coming councillor that wanted to see different aspects so we had our debates but we always left the meeting with mutual respect smiled at each other and said have a good night good debate and it was about the issues it was never personal it was never anything personal with with any of the councillors that we were there i mean i was on the losing vote uh, of many votes and i used to chat with uh other members in the public who said yeah it's always a 5-3 vote and you guys always lose 5-3 and we're gonna get your t-shirts made up a, you know 5-3 <laughs> <the, to> <laughs> the, 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 the <laughs> vote or whatever and uh, even now, I, I've talked to residents who said, you know, it's always a, a 7-2 vote or a 6-3 mm-hmm. vote um, at council. That's wrong. It shouldn't be like that. And it's not wrong. Like, the, they, they have this feeling that there, there's something wrong with it always being the same 6. Well, if you're aligned politically and what your view of the city is, when an issue comes up, if you're heavily in favor of quality of life and recreation and there's recreation issues coming up, you're going to vote in favor of them. Of if course. you're a fiscal want to cut and slash everything and try and save some dollars and, and get the services. Anytime something comes up to spend money, you're going to vote against it. So those people mm-hmm. are always going to be voting along the same lines. I don't think there's an issue with that. I think uh, the debate when it's respectful and done properly is healthy uh, and a healthy part of democracy. And we had lots of debate uh, last time with councillors. And mm-hmm. I remember the night of the election, I was at my election party and my parents used to follow the the city council, even though they were out of town uh, last term when I was on council, and we'd have a lot of discussions after meetings. And I remember when he had the great flower debate. Uh, <laughs> the what, great what, flower what, debate. When I, when I suggested we hold off on buying flowers uh, to save some fiscal dollars one year, and my mom called me up and she gave, gave me some trouble. She says, what are you doing? She says, you need flowers in a community, Steve. It doesn't matter. What you know? So
0: so, <laughs> so you're being chastised by your own mom as well. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it
2: joining was. Joining
0: the, the social media chorus. <laughs> there you go.
2: And, and, and you know, in hindsight, it was. It was... You know, uh, it was a silly debate to have over the time when you Mm -hmm. when you look at, and that was part of becoming a new counselor Mm -hmm. and you know having those debates. And I remember even some of the counselors said, "Steve, really, like we appreciate (laughs) the the view the view you're bringing, but you're going to go all the way to flowers. You're going to push you're going to
0: push back that hard on the flowers.
2: So so there's there's a learning curve to come into, but uh, again, it was always respectful, and we always left the meetings uh, Mm -hmm. happy. So when the election night came around, and uh, they followed mine and Mike's passionate debates over the four years on council. My dad looked at me and he said, Steve, he says, uh, Councillor duty got back in. He says, how do you feel about that? <laughs> I said, well, I'm happy. I said, I voted for him. I said, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I said, yeah. uh, Councillor duty from my perspective, I've knew from watching uh, mayor lock and I had a lot of respect for mayor lock, but mayor, uh, Councillor duty, uh, has been around in the municipal world for a long time and he uh, despite what any counselor wants to say counselor duty is one of the hardest working counselors if not the hardest working counselor uh, in Northern Ontario uh, yeah. and, and he knows the stuff like yeah.
1: he's been around to kn- like he knows what's going on
0: absolutely he's got a ton of experience well, yeah. right like and, and that can't be discounted right have it and just the fact of who who votes for him and who he represents in the community as well uh, I'm sure he has a perspective on what life uh, and you know I mean this with all respect but uh, as a senior citizen is in the city right well it has way more more um perspective on that than many of us do right
2: and that's the discussion i had i said you know what i know when i pick up the phone and i say i can't go to an event can you go counselor duty will go if he's in town and available Mm -hmm. um and i said mom dad i'm a younger mayor coming in re- representing some change and, and councillor Duty's there to, to keep me in line and ensure that i'm always continuing to think about the other side of the equation uh, when it comes to representing seniors And i think i brought it forward some some positive senior mm-hmm. initiatives and i, I credit councillor duty and the perspective he's given me a, a, on life in the, the community and always thinking about that side of the equation for why why i'm passionate about those issues as well and the other issue is councillor duty a former liberal candidate mm-hmm. and Having just run in a provincial campaign as a PC, mm-hmm. entering the world uh, as mayor, um, I wanted some friends that could go along well with the, the provincial government <laughs> yeah. that was that was just elected yeah. at, at hand. And I figured that uh, Councillor Doody could help bridge some of those. So there's
0: uh, some strategy there. Some of those roads. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
2: it, it's politics, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Councillor duty's definitely a good man to have around the table. He's a good man for... Uh, even when things get tense in Northern Ontario Mm -hmm. because I push some controversial issues in the region in terms of funding and how we split up funding and ensuring or pushing for Timmins uh, share of the funding to be a little more fair than it has been Mm -hmm. historically and Councillor duty good at repairing the bridges after and bringing everyone, <laughs> er, everyone back together and
0: making sure the relationships are still there. Well, right. making
2: sure it f- stays focused on an issue. And, and that's a, a challenge some people have is, OK, you know, that's an issue and we appreciate uh, where they're coming from. Mm-hmm. Uh, even I've had many chats with Mayor Spacek, who was on the exact opposite end of the DSAB discussion. I think we mm-hmm. still have a mutual respect for each other because we understand why each other was pushing their side of the issue,
0: oh, and I, there's a few things I just wanted to unpack there because you uh, you mentioned well one thing, <laughs> the vote count that you guys have around the table now, and the fact that people are complaining about that. I think uh, one I of the
2: th- I only hear one group complaining. So <laughs> <he knows.
0: laughs> one one group complaining and a few individuals repeatedly complaining. Yes. <laughs> so um, I would say that uh, you know you can take this opportunity here to unequivocally confirm that you don't whip the vote this is not you're you're not uh you're not telling people how to vote and there's going to be consequences or anything like that now, I think th- there's no, believe.
2: there's no whipping of the vote in the <laughs> provincial federal sense of whipping a, a, a party vote, yeah. uh, but definitely we go out and lobby each other on, it, mm-hmm. on any issue we have. Sure, and of that, course. that's part of politics. Well, makes sense, yeah. I can assure you, before I bring a, a massive capital project to the, the table, i bounced it off councillors to say, you know, how do you feel about this? If it does go forward, what would you like to see in a project mm-hmm. to try and get the issue to pass? I don't go walk in there blind and say, hey, I'd like to do this my way, and here it is. Are you going to vote for it? I mean, that's that's part of politics. So um, I get calls all the time telling me, Steve, you know, three councillors are meeting at the McIntyre every every week uh, prior to council meeting. And I say, that's good. They're, they're entitled to as long mm-hmm. as it's not above quorum and above mm-hmm. the majority of council. You're allowed to get together and, and have discussions and one-on-one conversations. I, I have lots of times with uh, councillors uh, that I can have them with and discuss the issues and, and our opinions on things. That happens uh, definitely behind the scenes. But I never tell anyone if you don't vote this way, I'm not going to talk to you for the rest of the term. Or if you, <laughs> if, if you don't vote this way, I'm not going to support. I'm not going to talk to you. I'm not going to support something that you want to see. That's not how yeah, it works. I mean, not. I have a mutual respect uh, with uh, a good majority of the councillors and we understand that, yeah, when there's an issue, issue that we're passionate about, we're going to give each other a call and say, you know, this is why mm-hmm. I'd like to do this and this is why, why I see it as a good reason. And if at the end of the day, they tell me, Steve I'm sorry I'm not going to support you I don't get upset that's mm-hmm. that's part of the politics and part of the discussion and it's I go home that night probably and say I got a little more homework to do before yeah. I bring it forward cuz they raised yeah, some, exactly. some good points of you know maybe And you have to address them. Maybe we don't want to do this and I, I need to address them before we bring it back.
0: Makes sense. And uh one of the things uh, another thing that you had mentioned is this kind of in in the past council that you that you were involved in um that there was that always that mutual respect. It seems, at least to the public that's observing now, mm-hmm. that that respect seems to be lessened. Yeah, disintegrating. Yeah. Right. That and uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm hopeful or naive, but I'm hoping you can tell me that outside of city council meeting that's televised, that there's some some bridge building that's going on. And
2: yeah, I mean, I think it has got personal uh from multiple fronts from all of us and I, I've talked to other counselors before who I've had disagreements with or who we haven't and I said you know what can we get past this and and put what's happened uh to, in the past behind us except that we both played a role in in things escalating to where they they've gotten to uh and some are willing to work and admit they've done things perhaps incorrectly and others aren't um so we're I have suggested to all the council and we're looking into it in doing a, a team building exercise or bring that outside external to have that session, you know, put the the dirty laundry on, mm-hmm. on, sure. on the line and, and go through
1: where each of us have our challenges. So make uh, trust falls and stuff and see, <laughs> see who catches you or not. Yeah. I don't know if I'd be doing that <laughs> yet. Um,
2: but at the same time I've had, uh, we've brought training people in to explain to us the role of governance and policy versus operations and Mm -hmm. a lot of the public who gets uh, supportive of certain segments of councillors or certain issues believes that council should be running the day-to-day operations Mm -hmm. of the city and that's not our role we are a governance and policy body uh, and we really technically have one employee who reports to us and that's the ceo Mm -hmm. Um, and and that seems to be a struggle this term in understanding that relationship and, and approach to things and We brought in one uh, training group who do training across the province. They Mm -hmm. work for the Association of Municipalities Ontario. They do training at the entire provincial level, municipalities across Ontario. We brought them in, and uh, the response I got after from one councillor was, well, why would I listen to them? You guys paid them to say that. (laughs) <laughs> well, we paid them to say that because that's how the system works. To work. Yeah, you know, like, you've got to. Pay you you, you them are you are correct that. to some degree. We did pay them to come in and provide the training, but that's how the system works, and that's why they're saying what they're saying. It's not because we're trying to secretly yeah. get you guys not to do things that other counselors are doing. Um, so so it gets tough sometimes. Well, I
0: think it speaks to a larger trend, and it's something we've talked to death on here. Um, is uh, the the idea that there's uh, uh, this disdain for government every level of government right there's people that that just uh now you're talking about the public service uh they think every city employee's a no good bum and uh everybody who's on every politician's a no good bum and uh we the and i guess like i don't get me wrong i understand the small government argument but when it's coming from a place of of being pissed off and just thinking that the people who are in those positions are just naturally uh, corrupt and that's, they're never going to be any better and they can't offer any better. Uh, I think you're, you're you're barking up the wrong tree. And um, I mean, with your exchanges with, uh, with Mm -hmm. Counselor Campbell and Dubo, uh, I think that uh, you're, you're starting to see that personified at the table. And I feel like, in, in the past, that's kind of stayed amongst the people at the Tim Hortons, you know, complaining. And now it seems to be creeping into the actual political ar- arena, right, around the council table. So I, I don't know. Like, what what do you think the way forward is from that?
2: Well, I, I think it's accurate to, to some degree. I think we have uh, some who feel any time an issue is raised – uh, it needs to change and it needs to be addressed in the favour of the resident. I mean, you look at the uh, ploughing rural cottage roads uh, that was supported, um, and I respect council's decision in the matter. They voted, the majority voted to go ahead with it. Uh, it's a very costly venture to plough a couple of rural cottage roads, and it came forward because a couple of residents came forward and made the request so that that's kind of the nature of the dynamic that Tim Hortons or the coffee club, the social media club, mm-hmm. coming and saying there's an issue, and okay, well, the residents have said there's an issue, we have to change it. And that's that can't be the way government functions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you mm-hmm. have to say, you know what, uh, we understand it's an issue, but it, it's the way things to need to be. Um, I mean, we've had discussions at a council table that I wouldn't dream in a million years we'd be discussing at the council table. When we had the discussion uh, that probably started off the relationship uh Uh, between Councillor Dubo and and myself at the council table uh, that I'm sure everyone remembers the headlines and everything. It was over moving a transit bench. Never in a million years would I have entered this term thinking that council would be debating why the CEO and the mayor okayed city staff to move a transit bench. That says Mm -hmm. minimal operationalist Mm -hmm. of an issue uh, as you can get uh, to bring back to the the council table. So Mm -hmm. I think that's, that's the nature of the struggle right now: is respecting and understanding the the division and what the role of governance and policy is. And we have gotten away from that. And it's tough to say how you fix it because we've we've been to the training, we've been to the conferences, and they walk us through this type of stuff at every conference we go to on what the role of council is and mm-hmm. things like that. Uh, so it's tough when uh, some have a different uh, view. And in today's social media world, where you do have that. Uh, Government's wrong at all, mm-hmm. all, all angles. Uh, you know, s- staff aren't doing the job as well as they should be, um, and, and things like that. It's tough because they go home and they see that support uh, on the social media world. So, if thirty people click the little like button, oh, I got great support, yeah. and and the people want to want to see that support. And I'm active on social media too, but mm-hmm. but I I take it for a, a grain what it is. I mean, I've done polls on social media, and usually at the request of the critics. So okay. when I put up the aquatic center pool uh, poll, mm-hmm. it was after a number of people on social media, that's the venue they were coming to talk yeah. to me about, not out in the street, not in my mm-hmm. office, not on the phone, said, well, why don't you ask the people? Why don't you put up a question and ask the people and see what the people think? So I said, Deal. okay, fine. Thought it was going to get torn apart. Thought it was going to be mass proportions yeah. against mm-hmm. uh, against the two sites and saying, don't support. So the poll had three options. It was, uh, what's your preference for the aquatic center? Would you prefer that? The 655 site, would you prefer it at the Sportsplex site? Or option C was, I don't support this project and don't want to see it at either site. I figured going into this on the social media, based on the constant conversations, and usually it's the same 15 people or so posting on my post about the pool, mm-hmm. no matter what the topic is. So I, I didn't know what to expect go creating the poll, but I said, fine, you want a poll? I'll put up a poll. And I forget what the final numbers were, but it was something like a huge majority, eighty yeah. percent uh, between the two in sites, favor. and twenty percent opposed. So yeah. then the co- comments become well, it's a Facebook poll; it's not legitimate. <laughs> <Yeah. And> it <laughs> it doesn't, scientific. Doesn't capture the whole. Well, I can tell you in all the community outreach we've done through strategic plans, and we've never had um,
1: that much response.
2: Fourteen hundred people yeah. take part mm-hmm. in, in the public activity. Uh, when we put up the first poll on SurveyMonkey and linked it to the city website off of Facebook, and I posted links on Facebook too so people could see it, Mm -hmm. uh, there was a series of questions. And I remember one of the questions was, do you use the pool? 75% of the people who took the survey said, yes, we use the pool. And then the final question is, do you support a new aquatic center? And 88% answered, yes, we do. So even 13% worth of the 25 that said they don't use it said, yes we do we understand the value to a community um and you had an 88% support in that poll so i understand if we did a poll especially if they're saying well send the poll out with ta- your tax bills well what a wonderful time to do, yeah. to, do yeah. to do a, yeah. do a poll yeah. um so i understand there's people who don't support the the pool and they have some good legitimate concerns in terms of taxes and where they are in northern ontario and fiscal constraints um it's a project that i happen to support and uh, very passionately support it it, it feels a good portion of the strategic plan directions that we did numerous public consultations Mm -hmm. in. And I'll say, I think there was well over a dozen public consultation meetings and I don't remember any of them being filled with people that said, you know, don't, don't be investing in in new recreation facilities. Don't be doing this. Uh, The primary goal of the strategic plan should be to cut and slash services and save us money. Yeah, Yeah. Um, It didn't come out. Um, (laughs) Community pride, quality of life, recreation, uh, those type of things did come out uh, along with some other areas that, that we need to to improve upon. Uh, we went through the entire rec, culture, tourism master plans and public consultations. And again, the mass pouring of negative didn't come out uh, and the positive aspects of what they wanted to see in a centre did. So I know there's a lot of support out there. I hear it every day when I'm on the street, but I'm not naive enough to think there isn't a lot of people who don't want to see that no, project going exactly. forward either. Um, well,
0: you hear that, you see them posting on social media all the time. Yeah. But I think it's, it's also like the same saying. six
1: people who exactly. are posting. Exactly. Let's, let's be honest. let's, let's, let's look at all these people who are always against the naysayers. It's the same. Well, I'll even I'll even go even higher. A dozen. I know it's not. It's probably the same four or five. But it's the same people naysaying, saying the same stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, it, oh, this thing had a hundred comments or a hundred comments after this after this uh, post. Yeah. The same four people each comments 25 times each. It's like it's, it's back and forth. It's back and forth <laughs> with the same, like, and, and one person who's comments against them who just trolls them just to get them going as well. So it's like this isn't really a cross section of the freaking population or, or the, of the opinion or the popular opinion. It's just people bitching, <laughs> really. The same four people.
2: Yeah. And I mean, I don't, I don't hide it. There is a lot of people, as I said, against, against the project. And yeah. that's going to be the case in anything. Any capital project any city does. I think if you go back and you look at the police station, if you look at the library, mm, if you, you look at any capital and it's the same, if you go to other cities and their capital projects, you're going to find a segment of the population that says, no. wow, that's a lot of money. Yeah. Because when you're dealing with people that make 25 dollars dollars $100,000, wherever they are in the range of pays in, in, in the city of Timmins, and you talk $40
1: million. It's a big dollar. It's, it's a huge. mind-boggling yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, number. It's on, on incomprehensible. Incomprehensible of them to understand that much money exactly, and then when you you know, you turn that to a federal part or a federal like idea it's like oh they're putting they're saying three hundred million dollars to you know some uh, to Chad to help with whatever you know a relief thing like right? three hundred million dollars, how much money would that save then when it comes to federally that is pennies you know? yeah when you're looking about um, a trillion dollar type dropping of, you know, a bucket right? yeah.
2: Well, and and that's the struggle. I think a lot of, I especially when Cap announced they were building their pool. Well, Cap's building a $9 million pool and Timmons yeah. is building a $40 million. Why is ours so much more? Well, Cap's building a, a swimming pool and it will have some, some lanes to it, uh, but that's essentially it. We have the eight-lane competitive pool to allow us to host uh, the larger-scale mm-hmm. competitions and an entire additional recreation pool side uh, with an indoor play structure Mm -hmm. similar to that you'd see at uh, many of the water parks I don't know any Mm -hmm. of your watchers Mm -hmm. who've been to the water parks but they go to the the kids structures that have the big buckets of water that dump down and those slides and things like that Uh, so we're planning on having one of that Uh, we have some indoor racquetball courts uh, and other things to the facility so it's it's a different scope and size and Mm -hmm. then if you look at Thunder Bay, I remember last time and I'm not sure where their event center sits, but it's at the time I was up there was a hundred and fifteen million dollar event center. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So from the opposite side I could say, Well why are we only doing forty? Thunder Bay yeah, is doing right, Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. There's
0: always an argument to be made on, on either side of that yeah. issue, right?
2: But it's, if you put it in a per capita perspective, all three projects line up very similar. Mm-hmm. You know, we're I think CAP's around seven thousand people, so we're about six times the size of CAP. There you go. And our there we pro, go. our right projects there. a little less than six times yep. the size yeah. of cap. <laughs> yeah. Thunder Bay's much larger than us, yep. and you scale up per capita wise. So three it, times
1: larger, about so three times as much. Yeah. yeah so,
0: so it it just makes like I think doing the math on that front and being able to have the opportunity to kind of explain that. Um I, any rational person should be able to kind mm. of uh, wrap their minds around that. And, and I mean, there are arguments uh, against it, of, of course, but the the idea that you're going to take uh, a nonsensical argument uh, against it and, and uh, kind of perpetuate things that are falsehoods to generate support or, uh, <laughs> what can I say, opposition. Well, I, I get the simple,
2: simple response that says, well, having a new pool isn't going to make anyone choose to live in Timmins. Well,
0: I would disagree. I, uh, yeah. I, can, I, would disagree I can say
2: as a mining engineer who came from out of town, one of the reasons I wanted to come to Timmins is a mining city and I could have went to many communities around the country around could've the, the Red,
1: Red Lake or something,
2: around the world. And I looked and I said, you know what? Timmins is a pretty large size city for me to raise a family and have yep. a great quality of life and be in the mining world. Yep. Um, and it definitely played a role, the recreational assets and the opportunities I could have for my future family. Um, when I got to that stage, having in a community, so that's yeah. part of why I chose Timmins to begin with.
1: Because you went, you could have went to Bomberville, you I know, Red Lake. I could have went. You to know, a lot know how much, of places. You know what's there? <laughs> not, much. <laughs> not much. Not much. Yeah. Not much. Probably not a whole lot of people choosing so, to live there either. I have, I have a question. I want you to ponder it for a second, uh, and it's, it's perfect. It falls right in the, the topic we're talking about. So uh, the pool uh, stuff. Uh, one thing I always think is interesting that, that you were. Uh, you pretty well, no, i you were elected, but that was kind of a big thing you ran on. It was, you know, uh, athletic center, uh, pool, um, look at maybe a, a rink. That's what you, you, a good portion of your campaign for mayor what, ran on. And it seemed like you had 100% support on that. And, like, when I do- knocked on doors, everyone was kind of just echoing that, that they wanted that. That's what they wanted. So I want you to just think about, like, why you think, you know, it's, there's been such a, or not a change, but there seems to be a, a voice of dissent and not dissent, but uh, opposition, for something you ran on, and I would argue you have the mandate to try and push forward. Not not push forward, but you know, to, bring, to, to bring the option to council to vote on. So I want you just to think about that for a second, because while we do one thing, and we do a bit of housekeeping where we always uh, discuss what beer we're drinking tonight.
0: Yes, what are we drinking tonight, Jason? It's All pretty right.
1: tasty. Let me pull it's up my page. Yes, it is. You know, it's not bad. I'm <laughs> actually surprised uh, for, uh, uh, for what we're drinking. So tonight we're drinking Goose IPA. Uh, it's an Indian pale ale uh, where recalls the times where it was shipped from England to India. Uh, so it was added. That's they the, call it India pale ale? pale ale. So it added extra hops to keep it uh, from essentially spoiling. So it it's uh, so good. It's an Indian pale ale. It's actually the Goose IPA. Uh, it's five point nine percent alcohol. Uh, it's uh, you know what? Not too shabby. It's got a uh, cake. It got a cake. We're looking at the ratebeer.com. They're giving it ninety one percent overall. I'm not sure if I'd go that high. I wouldn't go a nine out of ten. Uh I'm in uh the lower eight, but and I know I'm not an IPA fan, but I'm going to the lower eight uh out of ten. Uh not too shabby. Uh let you know oh, and this actually isn't surprisingly, not from Ontario. It's actually our first non Ontario beer. Really? Yeah. Where's it from? Uh Chicago, Illinois. Are you kidding me?
0: Yeah. I don't see that. What? Uh, really? <laughs> Chicago, Illinois. Yeah. So
1: you got uh, well you I was gonna bamboozled. I,
0: I thought <laughs> I thought I was gonna give uh homage to our our friend John Belanger tonight and say um make a, an appropriate comment and say, I find it too carbonated. Too carbonated? It, it's fallen victim to the Ontario breweries. Actually, it is curse. very carbonated. It's it is. surprising. It's, it yes. is. It's it's tasty, though. I, I don't know. It's uh, It's got a very bold flavor, and um it's got that bitterness that yeah. I like. So I, I don't hate it, but I, I think I'd have to let it go flat a little bit before. So uh, and what would you give it? it
1: like uh, 10? Uh,
0: probably a 7.
1: 7? Yeah. Steve? And and Steve what do you, what do you what think, think about it?
2: Yeah, I'm uh, perhaps not the best judge on this one because my, my <laughs> beer taste uh, would be a little, little different. Uh, I think in my lifetime I've uh, probably stuck to, to four or five beers, and I think I started off with Molson X. Oh uh, boy, X! If you can believe it or not, uh, I think that was my uh, first beer of choice uh, in the university time, uh, uh, which switched cheap, to that's why, uh, yeah. which switched to Keith's. Uh, a lot of Keith's people drinking different. Keith's at uh, Queen's University. It's uh, a beer of choice in the engineering pub uh, for sure. Uh, and then uh, now I drink a lot more uh, Coors Light or Coors Banquet, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Bud type of beers. Mm. Uh, but uh, but I'd probably give it a seven. Seven, uh, All right? Yeah. Taking into consideration uh, the people that would have uh, a preference for this type of beer, mm. it, it's a it's a good beer. It Tastes good. Mm. Uh, wouldn't be my first choice out of the the beer preference in in my taste, but it. Uh, Definitely will go down okay tonight. Probably will drink a
0: dozen of these. No,
2: especially are. not on the show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: well, not until we turn the camera off. Yeah,
0: we'll turn the camera off, then the party really, start, really starts.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Steve, uh, so what do you think that, you know, the fact that you did run on a campaign or partially on a campaign where you wanted to uh, essentially push for a, a aquatic center or, you know, a rink and an athletic center and all that stuff, Do you fi- are you surprised that you got this this backlash from a, a certain percentage of the population on you know push going forward with this project
2: not at all as i as i said i knew going into this topic uh anytime you're approaching a large capital project you're going to have some pushback anyone who's not a pool user has a hard time spending forty million dollars on a pool. On a pool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not a pool user. Everyone thinks, you know, Steve, you're building a pool because you want a pool because you spend. <laughs> it's your time for you, your your time at the pool. Oh, I'm
1: seeing the the Facebook uh, comments is yeah. the uh, the Steve Black Athletic Center yeah. Pool Center uh, <laughs> International, like whatever I memorial. Think bu- they
0: think they're bu- you're building this in your backyard and <laughs> it's just for
1: you. And- your shrine yeah. at the top. Yeah, I can tell bronze you- statue in the front <laughs> parking lot.
2: I can tell you, I've probably been in the Sportsplex pool side of the uh, building um, maybe five to 10 times in the 12 years that I've lived uh, in, in Timmins. And the majority of those have been for birthday parties for my yep. kids. <laughs> um, so swimming swimming's not uh, one of my personal hobbies or, or activities that we do. But I do realize the role it has in a community mm. and that mm-hmm. every community of any size has a pool to it. And the <laughs> larger the size, the larger the role it plays. And <coughs> I also understand these significantly long winters we have and the importance of indoor mm-hmm. uh, recreational activities. Uh, and the thing with a pool, um, it caters to every age demographic. If you do go mm-hmm. in our pool or you do look at the stats, and I, I, I may not go in a lot, but I do get the stats from mm-hmm. staff, uh, and right from toddler programs to senior programs and therapy programs, uh, a pool and an aquatic center plays an important uh, part of in a lot of people's lives. And people tell me, Oh, no one ever uses the pool. And they go in and they take pictures or look at uh, the the programs when we're running toddler programs. And there's rules that we can only have five toddlers in the pool at certain times in these programs, right? So those times are very low. We have over 10,000 swims. Okay. I want to stop
0: you there for a sec. That's kind of fucked up, eh? Somebody's going and taking pictures of toddlers in a pool. Okay. (laughs)
2: <laughs> what well, you gotta do? What you gotta do? <laughs> you okay. do what you
0: gotta do to, like? What, what kind of political expediency is that? Well, for Jesus for the Christ. record, I'll
2: say we do have a no photos in the pool rule. Um, but
1: some. so
0: somebody snuck a camera. Well,
1: thanks a lot, Obama. Jeez, I remember the good old days when I can go to any pool I wanted and take photos of whoever I wanted.
0: <laughs>
2: <sighs>
0: and, but, and please tell me these photos weren't posted to social media.
2: Uh, they were. Oh, um, fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> And
0: and Jesus t- Christ, do I still want to live here? You don't remember this? No, I, I do. don't. I, I don't. It.
2: And to be fair, they weren't zoomed in on the kids, or or but there was still. people in the yep. pool in there. And actually, it only came to my attention, as I said, I don't follow a lot of mm-hmm. the social media threads, and I I don't uh, spend a lot of time at the pool. But uh, you know, I got calls from some staff who do appear in the pictures as well, and said, you know, we're not really comfortable with this. There isn't mm-hmm. a, there isn't no mm-hmm. photo. Policy in the pool, um, so I did address it, and it got a, to be a bit of a heated issue in, in the way I chose to address it and.
0: okay that that's you know that kind of hits on something that I definitely wanted to talk to you about um you know for for a lot of things uh, a lot of positions that you 've taken uh, on council i 've been one hundred percent in support as a mm-hmm. father of a, a young family here in in town i I think that a lot of the initiatives, especially on the recreation side i 've definitely been been behind. One thing I have a hard time wrapping my head around is uh, your angle and your line of thinking for your engagement on social media. I, um, I I I don't know. I have to admit, I find it I find it a little bizarre uh, <laughs> to be in the threads. But maybe maybe you can light me a little bit on uh, on uh, your line of thinking and angle there.
2: Uh, so I can say one of the first things that the former mayor told me was get off Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to be honest with you, I receive a lot of positive feedback from um, supportive or neutral members in the community about being on social media and being available to approach their mayor and ask mm-hmm. a question. Um, I put the analogy this way to someone. Back in the day, if you wanted to interact with a resident or a resident wanted to interact with the mayor, they walked into the office and they had the discussion. Mm-hmm. I can tell you anyone that walks into my office, the discussion is usually at the minimum, if it goes really quick, a 15-minute discussion. And it can go from anywhere from 15 minutes to half an hour to an to an hour, depending on the issues in the discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, then the internet came around and emails came around and people chose to reach out by email. Um, and nobody can see when you're emailing. I could sit and answer emails all day to residents, no one would have an issue. Mm-hmm. They don't see mm-hmm. what the mayor is doing, no issues, mm-hmm. still communicating with residents. The moment you go on social media and the little online button shows up, that told oh, the mayor's on social media, mm-hmm. what's he doing wasting his time? If I'm answering... <laughs> what's he doing wasting yeah, his time? Ten. If I answer 10 questions from residents through social media... Probably takes me, takes me the same time as it would mm-hmm. through an email a couple minutes mm-hmm. um, so a much more efficient manner for interacting with residents. The only issue is the little green light on the chat window pops up that shows the mayors on online and people are think you should be doing something else than engaging with your residents and engaging with your residents is a big portion. Uh, I will say I've had a bit of an epiphany this weekend. Uh, <laughs> I, I got together with some friends on uh, Friday night, which I haven't done in a long time. Haven't taken a night uh, for to myself just to go out. And usually I'm traveling with my my daughter on weekends for gymnastics, uh, but she's injured uh, right now. So she's off for a couple of weeks from gymnastics. Uh, so I spent some time with my friends. And then uh, last night I went to uh, volunteer firefighters dinner in South Porcupine. And so it's been a weekend weekend. Uh, Away from it and uh, engaged again on uh, social. And usually, the people I'm engaging with are the same mm-hmm. 15 people. Mm-hmm. They're going to complain about every issue, and every issue is going to get back to the pool, or or, or the <laughs> festi- or, the, yeah. f- or the, the festival, the festival. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so I, I decided, you know what? It's just I'm going to be on social media. I think it's a, a very good tool to interact with the residents, and I think my own page and having my page and posting updates and letting people know what's going on in the community is important think being able to answer questions uh, to the residents who maybe aren't comfortable coming in to knock on the mayor's mm-hmm. doors um, i'm a very down-to-earth guy very very easy absolutely to, very, <laughs> very, sitting in my basement drinking beer <laughs> yeah, right now come on. <laughs> very, very easy to talk to but some people get nervous going and talking to the mayor or showing up at city mm-hmm. hall so I, I think being able to have someone who would normally not be able to raise their concern have that opportunity to raise a concern it, is fine and i don't mind people being critical i got dozens of people that when a certain issue comes up, they'll be critical, but they're not critical every issue, mm-hmm. every post. In the same
0: yeah. way, and relate one issue yeah. to another. Yeah. And, yeah. So
2: yeah. I, I've decided I'm just not going to engage. You know, most of the Taxpayers Association members are are not supporters of mine. A large portion of them are those who are always criticizing me on social media, and I, I just have better things to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and that's kind of the conclusion that I've come to just this week, and I was talking to some family and, and some people, I said, you know, and I, and I did go on, and I, the reason I've always chose to engage is because I don't like it when people post inaccurate information. Mm-hmm. If you want to criticize a government, a party, a politician, there's enough facts out there and enough things that you can make an argument mm-hmm. for or against any mm-hmm. political issue sticking to the facts. But when you want to go out and post things that contain wrong numbers, wrong facts, wrong issues, then I have an issue. And the problem I always have is if you don't address it, People believe it. If you Mm -hmm. say it enough times, right? And people start to read the negative and read the facts they're putting out. And I can't tell you, I mean, even the way CTV set up the interview this week um, when we were discussing the Fraser Institute report. Mm -hmm. This was a report that was from 2005 to 2015.
0: Oh, I definitely want to get into that.
2: And and in it, it said, you know, Timmins is the fastest growing residential tax rate and some of the things that happened. The report was done in a time period before I was mayor. Okay, one of the years, you could argue, depending on whether 15 was included or not, mm-hmm. um, was during this term.
1: That's where the 5% came in, just yeah. that one last <laughs> It time. was that one year. That one year that's <laughs> it. Yeah, I think we had a negative increase in the middle. Of um,
2: but the number of people that told me, you're upping the taxes this year, 6%. I just said, what are you doing? And I never watched the CTV yeah. interview. And I never watched, so I had to go back on it. and I have to see how they framed mm-hmm. this, whether it's currently the fastest growing tax rate or what it was because it was an issue that was discussed from a time period of 2005 to 2015. So I've had many discussions like, I don't know what you're talking about. We haven't even started the 2017 budget process up until Monday uh, or Wednesday. Um, I said, we haven't had our first budget meeting. We don't have... A direction mm-hmm. we're going for the 2017 budget set by council yet. So mm-hmm. no, we're not putting taxes up five or six percent or yeah. whatever whatever the number was. At least I don't think we mm-hmm. are. We haven't went through the budget process. Um, so so it's frustrating because when people hear things on TV or they hear things on social media, their first instinct is to believe it. Sometimes mm-hmm. some people, other people.
0: Well, and you know what I I think it it uh, it's necessary to kind of elaborate that a little bit. So I mean, CTV might have. Five minutes to devote to something like that. Uh, We've got, I don't know, as much time as you want to spend here with us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I thought that was a a completely – the way that this was interpreted on social media, this report was uh, completely unfair. Uh, Most people uh, that I I know in the city really don't have a good grasp and understanding of how their, their tax bill is determined. They just see their tax bill go up and they say, what are they doing at City Hall that's screwing me over? Um, once and for all, uh, and I mean you—you you probably have a better understanding than I do, but I think I have a firm grasp on on, on how it works. Right? There's two sides to the equation. There's your property value assessment—that's your your impact assessment—and there's the mill rate set by the city. Yeah. Right. So, if your property assessment goes up, if your your home value goes up, your your tax bill will go up did we not see a mining boom between two thousand five two thousand and fifteen huge demand for housing mm-hmm. so what's the single most driver in an increase of home <coughs> prices yeah.
1: demand demand for yeah. housing
2: yeah Jesus yeah tim and Timmins assessment has gone up i mean there's there's two sides to that i'm not going to make any false statement that spending hasn't gone up in the city of Timmins spending has gone up and and that, you can
0: see the projects uh, though
2: that that plays a role i think if you look at um I don't know how far you want to go back, but to the '90s and early 2000s, zero uh, percent tax increases, no debt um, was a philosophy at city hall and, and the, the philosophy of many terms of council.
1: But you should have lived here in a lot of those times. there was nothing. Well, I mean, I hear... It was was pretty brutal.
2: I hear the stories of, you know, the missed opportunity of Science North. Um, Mm -hmm. I have a membership to Science North. I have a membership to Science Village in Mm -hmm. Timmins as Mm -hmm. well. Um, But because my daughter competes uh, in the Sudbury Gymnastics Club, we have a membership Mm -hmm. to uh, Science North. Um, But that was a time when there wasn't a lot of infrastructure projects done. Mm -hmm. Now we're paying the price yeah exactly. could you we want not something else some to there's it.
0: there's prevent there's such thing as preventative maintenance right and uh, when to me you've got to beware of any politician that comes around and starts promising things like you know what vote for me you're not going to pay any more money just yeah. vote for me you we'll you're, 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 you're going to well, yeah I, i'm I, i'm going to do what i can to keep your taxes down i guess like, what your roads
1: are going to be perfect well,
2: yeah I, I, I remember when the president of the taxpayer association came to council just before the last election and the discussion was on taxes, and I said, you know what, I said, I'm said, i not going to, and I said every every door I knocked on when they asked if I was going to lower taxes, I told them no. Mm-hmm. I said, I, I can't tell you I'm going to lower taxes, first off, because council's made up of nine people, mm-hmm. and if there's eight councillors that want to go in a different direction than me, or, or I said, it's not my decision, it's mm-hmm. a decision of council. Mm-hmm. I said, secondly, I said... What you have to understand is, yes, a large portion of the city budget is people and salaries and benefits. And yes, collective agreements are in place, and salaries and benefits go up on an annual basis. Mm-hmm. I think the average for uh, negotiated union contracts over the last several years has been between 1.5 and 2 percent mm-hmm. uh, for for increases per year. Um, so when whether it be 60, 70, or 80 percent of your budget is going up, one and a half to two percent, guaranteed, locked mm-hmm. in. Uh, and then you have things like hydro. I mean, everyone says, oh, you know, I'm paying more in my hydro in my house. So is everyone. Well, so the city. We're, well, we're paying more for hydro at City Hall, at the arena, at the five arenas, um, you know, at the museum, at the library, at the pump house, at the water plant. Lights. Uh, street lights. Street lights. So, so that impacts us as well. Um, even with some of the initiatives we put in and the reduction in energy that we had, our costs still went up significantly. So there, there's factors like that that go up. And anyone who's called a contractor in 1999 and called them in 2017 to do the same job knows that the prices of, of outside work have Their because
1: their costs go up. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah, it's so,
2: inflation, right? So we, we pay all those two and cost of materials and inflation has gone up. Mm-hmm. So that's another cost factor. So there's a lot of factors coming up. And that's why people ask me, you know, what do you think of the minus two direction council set? I said, it's a goal. We'll work towards it. If mm-hmm. that's the direction the majority of council has set, that's what we will work together. And I respect that direction that we've given. Mm-hmm. However, I'm not naive to think that the same night the council approved a minus 2%, they voted to add 40 or 50 things to the budget. Um, On on top of that, salary increases. On top of that, the big projects that we have supported Mm -hmm. and said, let's move ahead with.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You add all those things in the table and say, how are you going to come to minus 2%? It's going to be an interesting couple months uh, of budget work to see how we're going to work towards that goal and, and what changes from previous direction if anything changes. So, Do you think
0: this 2% thing is is more politically motivated?
2: Well, I think it was very politically motivated. I mean, you... <laughs> I already knew the answer to that question, but I just wanted to hear you say it. <laughs> it's, it's always great to go into the first budget meeting and say, you supported minus 2% or minus tax increase, right? But the problem is, it sets an expectation that you're going to work towards yeah. a, a minus 2% uh, increase. And I council, council voted for it, so I... I support the direction. We're going to work towards the goal. Uh, I have a lot of interesting chats with different departments, different boards over the next uh, month, I'd say, before budgets get brought back to look at the ways in which we're going to take what the plan was coming in into the year based on last year's budget uh, and get it down to minus two when you're dealing with plus twos on salary and benefits or plus one, one and one-and-a-halves on salary and benefits. Uh Last year, I can say in the the police budget alone, we were very concerned about what the increase was, uh, and it's a tough budget. Um, We took a lot of capital projects out, uh, such as a a firewall. Um, Pretty important thing to keep Mm -hmm. upgraded uh, when you're dealing with police activities in the the internet world. So that was in this year's budget. Uh, We deferred capital repairs to the building and the roof uh, to prevent leaks that the building department said, yeah, you can probably stretch it for one more year Mm -hmm. before you have to repair it. So we said, fine, take it out. Those things can't be pushed out again. Well, they can, yeah. but you're risking more more, more financial cost, cost, yeah. cost yeah. When, yeah. when you let it. We
0: all know any property owner knows that that's what that is. Yet um, people tend to forget. Yeah. So. I, I, I think there's definitely some kind of um, you know, dissonance going on in a lot of people's heads when they start thinking about wanting so many things and the buildings being in perfect shape and wanting uh, perfect roads and so on and, and wanting their tax bills to go down.
2: Well, you know, the funny thing is uh, take t- the tax discussion out and taxes in and, and Timmins is a very vocal discussion. There's a lot of people mm-hmm. that want lower taxes and I would love lower taxes too. Hmm. You, you pay them. S- <laughs> single father at home, few <laughs> few bills from that to pay on top of mortgage, car payments, uh, significant cut in salary. I would love lower taxes too. Yeah. But I understand where my tax dollars are going and I appreciate mm-hmm. the, the value that you get for that and the thing thing that always amazes me is I pay almost $5,000 in property taxes at my house, um, and I know what services the municipality provides to me. When I used to work at the mine and make a lot more money, and by the end of the year I see my income taxes coming off in the tens of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. over the course of the year, and people don't complain about their income tax they like they complain about property tax. Yep. So you got people that are paying 4000 in property taxes, and it's the biggest issue they have in their lives, but at the same time they'll pay thirty or $40,000 in income mm-hmm. tax, and not have any understanding of what, 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 I, what services yeah. they're getting in return exactly. for, for that income tax.
0: I've had that uh, that conversation with a lot of people about how uh, how people are taxed in general and how I find it's it's a little bit backwards. Like the level of government that has the most involvement in your day-to-day life has the least options for generating yeah. revenue. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, I, I guess I understand in the sense that if, like, through transfer payments and uh, you know having to go to the, the province to get grants for, for capital projects and things like that that um, the idea is that this the standard of living in one community is not all that dissimilar from the standard of living in another. Uh, but it, it's still I, I, I don't know it, it, it kind of it, it's easy to see how some people can kind of get disconnected. From their, their income tax, right, sure. uh, and I guess the property tax is a little bit more <coughs> more real. It's easy to complain when your garbage your garbage isn't picked up. Uh, it's it's less evident when you start uh, seeing giant renovations to the uh, whatever source uh, Canada. Canada or yeah the, right. the four one. There you go, exactly. Right. So it's, um, I think that's where that disconnect comes from. It's just, uh, there it's less, that level of government is less impactful on most people's day-to-day life.
2: And where else I was going to go with this is as much as people want to discuss or have a conversation about lower taxes. Anytime anyone comes in to talk to me about services, it's not about which services we should reduce. Yeah. It's why isn't my road plowed more often in the winter? Yeah. Why aren't my snow banks removed quicker in the winter? Um, why doesn't Handy Transit go to further regions? Why doesn't the potholes get fixed faster? Mm-hmm. Why doesn't more roads get redone? Um, why don't we upgrade our facilities? So those are all the other demands. But then at the same time, some of those people asking those questions will say, why aren't my taxes going down? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it, it's it's tough. It is. Are you
0: saying there are some unreasonable people? On not, not at all. No. It's
2: <laughs> not, not at all. It's, it's, I, I accept it for what it is. As I said, I, I would prefer lower taxes too and... I really would. Yeah. Any money I didn't have to pay would be good news for me too.
0: But I think it comes down to a, uh, just a lack of understanding, right? If if well, you understand and 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 maybe that is a. F- and I, we talked about this with with Charlie last week. You know, I, I think there's a lot of frustration coming from politicians that that talk about, uh, well, you know, people want this but they don't want that, and it doesn't really work together. Um, sometimes I, I think the lack of engagement from, from citizens and lack, lack, lack of engagement from people uh, wanting to understand where the money goes and, and, and being you know, showing up at, at uh, council meetings and wat- even watching them on TV and being aware at all times, not just when some announcement comes out that there's going to be a whole bunch of money spent, right? Yeah. Uh, may- maybe that points to a failure on, on government's part to, to keep people engaged and interested in what's going on.
2: Yeah, I think uh, another part of it, I mean, the pool isn't going to have a dramatic change to people's tax bills, despite mm-hmm. the the comments. I had one person mm-hmm. comment that the pool was going to cause an increase of $300 per, per tax bill, and the math just doesn't mm-hmm. do- doesn't work out. It's a lot of money. Yeah, isn't? it would be. I, w- I would be the first one. To, if the tax bills were going to change $300 a person for the pool, I will vote no, H- hands down. You got my word on it. I will vote no. Um, But with the the plan that was laid out, if we obtain the funding from the sources that we said we would obtain the funding, it's a very reasonable. And I think that's part of the frustration with taxes in Timmins is there's been so long with no change in the community, Mm -hmm. so long with no reinvestment, Mm -hmm. that people ask, what am I getting for my taxes? My taxes have gone up and up and up, and I haven't seen... Anything change, come back. Mm -hmm. So when you start doing some of these new projects and you have a new recreation facility or you have a new festival that may be expensive, um, a good portion of the public says, you know what? I pay taxes every year and they've been going up every year since I've been born. I'm happy we're getting something back in return for it. And I had a conversation with one gentleman on on social media who said, your generation's the reason why taxes are where they are today. And he he was... (laughs) Uh, approximately twice my age. And (laughs) I said, how is my generation responsible for taxes being where they are today? Because my generation has occupied three council spots in the last Mm -hmm. two decades.
0: (laughs) You've only been able to be on council. So
2: (laughs) not, not enough to sway any vote, not enough to make any change in the city. And my generation, people born in my year or younger, have not seen a new recreation facility, arena, pool built in the city of Timmins mm-hmm. in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, people who have been here 50, 60, 70 years, you'd have to go uh, mm-hmm. over and above for the MAC, have seen the MAC, the Sportsplex, the Whitney, the Mountjoy, all these arenas built. And yes, they were built at different times in the community when corporate sponsors mm. would come in and build an mm-hmm. entire arena, um, would do different things or where the community would rally and raise Mm and raise the entire funds for things like that. And things cost a a little different. Um, but they have seen all that. And my view from the mayor's chair, dealing with investors, dealing with people wanting to come to the community is if you want people to invest in our community, we have to show them we're willing to invest and we have faith in Mm -hmm. our community going forward as well.
0: So that's probably a good segue into the, the, the festival, the fireworks festival that, uh, that you've proposed.
2: I don't know if it's a good segue, segue, <laughs> segue or not. Um, you know what? I'm excited about the festival. I think it's going to do really well. I understand uh, the backlash of a, being a large festival. It's one of the biggest festivals that's going to be going on in the country. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not dollar-wise because there's a lot of more expensive mm-hmm. festivals. Uh, I mean, if you look at what Ottawa spends on Canada mm-hmm. Canada Day alone. Oh, now, of course. As a one-day festival, it, it's not comparable. Um but again, our cities aren't comparable in size or, or no. what Ottawa represents either to Canada today. Um, but it's a lot of money. But there is a layout of grants, sponsors, ticket sales that should cover the cost. And even if it didn't end up covering and when the, the festival ended up costing $100,000, for the city to get what it's getting for $100,000 in a $120 million budget... Is something that the residents of Northern Ontario would never have the opportunity. If you want to go see, I actually asked someone because I wanted to do the comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, Kapis Casing had a concert, uh, I believe, last year was Simple Plan. This past summer, maybe Headley the year Good. before. Oh, um, uh,
0: Smooth Rock, the Truck Fest. Is uh, that
2: was that yeah, not maybe, the event? Maybe yeah, maybe it's Smooth Rock. So. Yeah, it's a tr- Smooth Rock Falls, yeah. a population of what? <laughs> so, four hundred now. <laughs> I think that? I think they're more than that, um, but. I asked, I said, you went up there. I know you went to the concert and whoever was playing. I said, what did it cost you to go? And they told me it was $75 for the day or $150 for the weekend. Um, To see really one smaller Mm -hmm. type of headliner in comparison to what we're looking at for for the festival. We'll have seven days of... That type of entertainment plus one much larger scale Mm -hmm. uh, day of entertainment for 200 bucks. So where you get 150 bucks for a weekend, Mm it's 200 bucks for eight days. And if you were to go see that event on a weekend down in Toronto, where many people go who can afford to take in these Mm -hmm. type of activities, or even Sudbury, you're spending the money to get there. You're spending the money on hotels. You're spending the money on the the concert events. So it's thousand dollar plus weekends easily. Now the residents of Timmins and the surrounding area have the opportunity to do it for a whole week for $200 $200 plus the HST. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I understand there's people that aren't going to be able to afford to do the whole $200 whole week and entertainment. To, and that that's why we're still going to have a lot of great festi- mm-hmm. festivities during the day for the Canada Day celebrations that are free for everyone, kids' activities, everything you would see in a normal Canada Day mm-hmm. Expanded over the course of a week. So the, the people who can't afford to pay to get into the events are still going to be seeing a lot more than they would normally mm-hmm. see any other Canada mm-hmm. Day and have a, a great time. Um, if we get the Ontario 150 funding and the Canada 150 funding, we should see a lot more too involving some of the cultural history mm-hmm. of Ontario and Canada. So it's going to be a, a great week. But the, the argument that we shouldn't do anything that not everyone can afford is... I just don't understand it. This The city cannot function only doing facilities or programs or that the entire population can afford. That's not the way. Mm-hmm. That's a- not the any, way anything a- works. Any, no, there's any a centers. reason
0: why there are user fees at the pool. There's reasons why you, you have to rent the ice. To, but,
1: but why like, can't the senators have uh, free games for everyone? It's not fair that <laughs> at all. Yeah. it's there is a cost of things things you have to be able to you know charge a user fee for something.
0: Yeah. I, I mean sometimes you have to meet uh, and like a dumb argument with a dumb argument and <laughs> this this idea that uh you know we're we're going to hold this on a day and it's going to be exclusionary to people <laughs> based on based on cost i mean isn't canada day about uh, about being inclusive to everyone and and my first you know kind of sarcastic response to that in my own head was well i mean we the nature of establishing a country is exclusive,
1: period. (laughs) You mean that
0: time where we cut ourselves off from the rest of the world? Uh,
2: So, and I know that's
0: just, that's a joke, but I mean... I I get that
2: argument, to be honest with you, I I, I get it. Um, But that's why we're doing the day-long, week-long festivities for everyone in the community to get out and celebrate the great country we do live in. And, and, you know, I remember when uh, we had the NHL alumni game last year, and I took part in it, and we went out with the guys uh, to Boston Pizza... And I was having a chat with Mike Kruszynski, former uh, Stanley Cup champion, Toronto Maple Leaf. And he said, so you're the mayor of Timmins. I said, yeah. He says, so mayor, what's your biggest issues in Timmins? And we were in midwinter at this point. So I said, well, I said, there's really two. Ooh. Taxes and snow <laughs> taxes and snow removal. <laughs> yeah. And he said, wow. He says, you guys got life good up here in Timmins then, eh? I said, well, what do you mean? He says, no gangs, no gang shootings on a daily basis, no... Um, natural disasters, tornadoes, hurricanes, earthquakes. Uh, and I said, yeah, I said, it's a very nice community, very friendly people, mm-hmm. a great place to raise a family, great outdoor recreation activities. He says, so, he says, you got two problems. He says, solve one of the two and you're high. You're, you're only down to one problem. And yeah. I said, what do you mean? He says, well, if people are complaining about taxes and snow removal, he says, hire more plows and more people and take care of the snow removal and you just got taxes left. Yeah, you got higher taxes. <laughs> he, says, he says, yeah, you'll have higher taxes, but it's only one issue they're yeah, complaining yeah. about. <laughs> and I had to chuckle a little bit, right? Because That's a good point. It was interesting to hear that outside perspective from someone who's been in the Toronto area. And Toronto has, mm-hmm. it's a great city. I grew up near Toronto as well, but they have a lot more of the day-to-day homicides. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that we haven't had homicides or... Uh, Drug issues in in, in our region, nowhere near the same proportion. But it's a different caliber. And when you're getting into gang, gang wars or street wars, Mm -hmm. uh, it's a different feeling going out and walking on the streets than than we experience.
0: Absolutely, I don't think anybody can walk around here and and honestly say that in most areas of the city you feel unsafe. If if there's any area you feel unsafe, it's probably near the bush because of a bear or something. It's not you don't feel like you're you're going to get attacked, right? right? But uh, my my larger point, when I was saying uh, about you, um, you were talking about community investment. And you were talking about how uh, you feel it's important that you know through things like recreation and this festival that you're supporting now and proposed, um, well, that council's approved now is the these are investments in our community and making people want. To to live here and be happy to live here, and and I mean I'm I'm happy to see that there are more people that are that are starting to propose these things. It's, well,
2: it's... let let me put it this way: I know there's a lot of risk with this festival um, in the political world. I understand mm. that if the festival somehow sold zero tickets and mm. not a single person showed up, Mayor Steve Black's political career is pro- <laughs> probably over. Um, if you lose three and a half million dollars on a festival, your political yeah. career is. Pretty pretty much over, but safe, it's it's safe not gamble though. Yeah, it's not a three and a half million dollar cost to the taxpayers. Yeah. It's it's not going to be that. And I, I have this conversation with anyone. I said, you know what? I said, I already got sponsors coming in. I said, so automatically right now in week one, it's not three yeah. and a half million dollars when we're cut down. I said, every ticket that sells comes off that, and by the end of it, I I truly believe there will be no cost to the taxpayers through a tax bill perspective, but there will be a cost for any taxpayer who chooses to spend the 200 bucks for the week or the 20 or 40 or $50 for a night, mm-hmm. depending on which night they choose. Yes, there'll be a cost for that entertainment. And I, I, I sympathize with those who may not be able to afford it, but you can't put on an event of that nature and not charge an entry. That's the nature of having those type of events. So do we do without the event as a whole because not everyone can afford it? Or do we complement the rest of the great activities that are free for everyone Mm -hmm. to enjoy Canada Day and have a great time and celebrate our city, our province, our country with an additional complimentary activity for those that can afford it? And I think it's going to be a spectacular um, show. And when we were talking concert prices, those (laughs) other concerts out of town – Don't even include the international fireworks display. (laughs) I mean, you can go to an international fireworks display and spend 30 or 40 bucks to get in just for the day for an international fireworks Mm -hmm. display. So I think the majority of people, based on the feedback that I'm getting, um, understand that it's not expensive from the entertainment standard of where that entertainment would fall. It may be expensive for certain residents or or certain people, uh, and that's acceptable. That's going to be the case. But from a value for the entertainment you're going to get, I mean, we have people i' seen one post today, and they have family in the region i 'm assuming, but they 're in Ireland right now and they 're flying back from Ireland for the week for that 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 festival, festival. it 's yeah. a, a good reason to come mm-hmm. home and come to the Timmins area. See family get caught up with friends and and see a spectacular show
0: yeah and I, and I think the people that are kind of crying that uh, this is something that should be done by the private sector i mean it, it hasn 't been done by the private yeah. sector yet there hasn 't brought it up no and, and I, I honestly i I really do think that and th- this is coming from i mean I have some limited exposure to the music world. <laughs> I, I play in a band here in town and, and I've talked to promoters about this stuff and, and people who have been involved in, in the production side of of these kinds of events and and they they automat- like regardless of what their kind of political side is to this, they see they understand that these are revenue generating events mm-hmm. these aren't events that that people lose money on you know when you when you bring in well and again uh, i don't know if you
1: want to speculate or, or give us a little bit of oh, a yeah. hint you as to who the headliner is gonna t- be announce it on on yeah. this podcast come uh, on you gotta make it big for us that's not gonna happen that's not gonna happen <laughs> Sim- oh.
2: simply because they're not confirmed and there's no contract signed so i don't <laughs> okay. I, I don't announce anything before the contracts are signed um but well, did you so, say the Rolling Stones? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Actually, last night I got asked if it was ACDC. <laughs>
1: uh, I've been asked if it's Justin Bieber. Um, oh, well, it'd be know. great if someone asked if it was like a, like a band that died. Like, you know, a band is no longer there. Like, was it the, who died in the plane crash? Uh, not Alabama. Uh, no, no, no. The, the singer. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah, like, oh, is no. <laughs> so, uh, it them?
2: So it is. There have been concerts that have lost money in the past in, in Timmins, and uh, I'm not saying there's absolutely no risk. But our break-even point is about 15,000 tickets for the, the week or 20,000 tickets for the main night headliner. And with the group that we're bringing in for the week, uh, I'm really... Optimistic that we will be in a position where we'll, instead of being arguing over how much money we put at risk, we'll be arguing over where are we spending the profit from that yeah. And I assure you those same people that complained about the event are going to be the first ones in line to tell me where to put the profit. <laughs> well, if you
1: look at the concerts that there has been in Timmins in the past, there was the Land of the Lakes concert. That had a good 9,000, 10,000 people and that was for, you know, a, a trouble charger, swollen members, uh, I can't remember who the uh headline yeah, was. Yeah, All those small time bands. Well, it's, 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 they weren't that like they weren't super small, but you know, yeah, it was one concert, one day. They weren't international, it was, like huge that. like you know, they're a couple of decent little bands. Uh but you know, the day that brought in nine to ten thousand people. Uh yeah, when Shania came back to town for the one concert, that was a good ten thousand, twelve thousand people, like twenty two. It was twenty? There you go. Hey, there we go. So there you go. Twenty. Like, so a much, much cheaper pass, but it was nineteen ninety
2: nine, I believe. And yeah,
1: ninety nine dollars. No. Come on. You, yeah. It, well, you I mean. had Napster. you have free music already. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it was but, fifty. But if you look at like, but like, like you look at a concert, or you bring a big headliner, and you can bring a lot of people. Let's say it was a. I am absolutely. And I know there was uh, speculation about who it was, whatever, But let's say if it was a a country band. First of all, I hate country, but there's a lot of people in the area who. Would love some huge country name. If it was that, you would easily have that. If it was a, you know, a large like an ACDC, you you would sell that in a second. Uh, you have mean- people come from <laughs> town everywhere coming. Like you would be able to sell easily ten, fifteen thousand tickets in a second. Oh, yeah. For the record, ACDC is not in the price range. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Before we get anyone's hopes up that ACDC are coming. ACDC is not coming to cool, Timmins. To be
1: fair, there are only like four people listening, so it won't be a
2: <laughs> But I, I, I talked to people last night who said the same thing. They said, you know, yeah. what, what genre of music might it be if it's this genre? It's not my genre, but Steve, if there's going to be fifteen, twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 people in the park for a good time... Mm-hmm. I'm going to go whether it's yeah. my genre preference yeah. or, or not. Exactly. Um, and I'm confident the, the team working on it is confident that it's going to go over very well. Um, I haven't signed on to the uh, Facebook page in uh, the last uh, few hours, but I believe we're almost at the 2,000 followers yeah. in the first week and a half. Let's take and a you look. saw
0: it with the poll, right? You saw it with that's another one, right? It, most of the, especially on this, this Timmins Ontario group. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Somebody else set up a poll. But uh, on the Timmins Ontario group, you would have thought if you would just be reading these comments, you, you'd think that this, there's no support for this in the community. Nobody's going to show up. Everybody's just.
1: Yeah. A lot of people who've liked oh, this, the
0: There
2: we go. Sorry. Look at that! That's successful. So, so, I, it so I need a thirty-two more by morning to before I put out the next press release uh, to say we hit two thousand. We hit two thousand. So,
1: they won't hear this till Thursday, so we can just say, "Oh my God, there's twenty-nine hundred people who like it right now." <laughs> We're just hoping, just uh, we'll, But I mean, it, your just that
2: support. Like, uh, I don't know if you probably can't see the insights on the page. It probably have to be a page nope. moderator. Yeah. But you go to the list of people and where they're from uh, and where they're following. Like we have. 30 and 40 people from different cities around the province who are now following you in the first couple of days, you know, you'd mm-hmm. see the, the one or two and the city would get on the list, but now there's cities around that have 30 or 40 people following it and, and, and it's growing. I, I think that's without any concert names out there. Just the mm-hmm. fact that we're having the international fireworks competition and there will be concerts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's going to go over very well. I, I hope um, my biggest concern is that it goes over too well and the tickets go like that. And then I got all the people in and saying we couldn't <laughs> get <you'd> tickets and <laughs> but we are going to reserve uh, But what a
1: great problem that would be. Like, that would be a great problem well, to have.
0: I don't know. Did you see what happened to the Tragically Hip? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if the scalpers get hold of our... There you go. The, you, you know what, though? That, that would be indicative of some pretty high success, you know, to have the yeah. same problem as the Tragically Hip's final tour
2: had. Yeah, uh, I don't think we'll be in that perspective. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm giving full respect to the Tragically Hip and everything they've done. Uh, I don't think we'll be in that that type of issue but we will be having some tickets sold by online but we also told the the ticketing groups uh, that you know we want reserved x amount of hard copy tickets to be sold in Timmins mm-hmm. to ensure our residents have the chance to get out and get the tickets mm-hmm. uh, See, that's great though even just thinking about that kind of but, stuff right so so we'll go that way and whether it ends up being enough if we have lineups uh throughout the city trying to get the ticket on day one and we run out of tickets so uh, it'll be a problem that will cause some issues but again it <laughs> A, a good problem from an event perspective mm-hmm. uh, th- to mean that it was a successful, but hopefully everyone that wants to get a ticket uh, from our city has, has the chance or is paying attention on day one of ticket sales and buys their ticket up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And anybody who's listening to this right now and hasn't gone to like the page, all 32 of you, so we could make <laughs> an even 2000 Uh go check out the Timmins. Uh, you bring it up again? Oh, sorry. Okay? I want to no make bad. sure I get it proper. The Timmins International Fireworks Competition Festival Facebook page, and go ahead, give them a like, share their page, spread the word.
2: It's uh, it's going to be something big for our, for our town here, so uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, uh, even when I went down, I went down to the Nova Awards, eh? and a few mayors uh, that I met, you know, came over. Congratulations, Steve. That's going to be a great festival uh, in our region. We've always waited for Timmins as the regional hub to be willing to to, mm-hmm. to to lead in the region in that perspective, a few others kind of said, "How did you get three and a half million dollars passed for a festival <laughs> and you got to keep in mind some of these communities have budgets that aren 't much more than, yeah. than, than a few million dollars <laughs> um, so so it's it 's a big deal, but I think it 's going to go over very well and if it doesn 't I know it 's uh, my political uh, neck on the line, and that uh, that will be the issue going into into any future <laughs> election but i 'm confident by next uh, july we 'll be talking about uh, how great of a festival will be we're one of the issues we're going to have to work on is uh, accommodations. And we've yeah. already started to talk to, uh, we have all of the, uh, the hotels that are very interested in the, in the event uh, and whatnot. And, but we've talked to uh, Northern college. We're talking to some of the campgrounds in the area saying, you know, be ready for this. Uh, mm-hmm. We're looking at setting up uh, temporary RV parks throughout the city uh, so that people that want to come up the, and stay in their RV. So mm-hmm. it's going to be, a large, large project with a lot of planning to go in, and ensure that we can uh, have capacity for everyone. I think when you look at the big event, people are staying in hotels from here to New Liscarud for a mining conference. Yep. Man, um, so. Man. It's crazy, where we know accommodations is going to be one of the challenges that we deal with, and uh, we want to ensure that we have as many partners on board to, to set up campgrounds. And there's well, like, there's a bit I, we I got we, a
1: spot on an uh, airport road, it's gonna be a little rough <laughs> to sleep in. Bring your sleeping bag, the, <laughs> <laughs> the, the I think there's
0: one thing, demographics wise, that's a little bit different between the people who attend mining conferences and the people who attend rock shows. Some of these people really don't mind tent cities, uh, you know. I, uh, I, I have plans of letting people camp in my backyard 20 bucks. 20 bucks for a tent. I've been to Rockfest. I see what it's like. It's, uh, you know, you can make a, a good well, amount of money.
2: Well, and, and obviously anyone attending from Timmins will go home. I think even if you get uh, people from Cochrane or Yorkel Falls, you may see them come back and forth. As so long as they got a designated driver for the mm-hmm. night, willing yep. to drive them back and forth Absolutely. or a, a bus system. Just like my wife is going to pick me up after this. <laughs> So I, I think I think you'll see that that type of uh, thing happening as well, and we should have uh, lots of partners on board to ensure that we have the the accommodations around the city and another great problem to have, right? Yeah, We're, no having, kidding. Having yeah. so many people come to the community. Oh, God. We, I think that's, can't fit everyone. Oh,
0: no. no. But I think that's another misconception about this uh, and, and where maybe some of the opposition is coming from is uh, when people talk about 3.5 million and the fact that you guys are having your, your break-even point, I think a lot of people kind of see this as, okay, well, the the revenue that it's going to generate, this is going to be 3.5 million to local businesses. This is not 3.5 million back-to-city coffers. And what I kind of feel like I have to explain to anybody I'm having a conversation with this with is you're going to pay concessions. You're going to be buying tickets. Like all this money goes back to the event like that's that's besides the boost to the local economy. Mm.
2: Well, the the funny thing is I had one guy and he's very critical and the social media page. You can say a name. Come One guy. No, say a name. No, I, I, won't, no, uh, I won't do, I won't do we'll names. Bleep it. If you do names, we'll <laughs> yeah, yeah. just. Bleep Boy, yeah, we in. we
1: totally edit this stuff all I, the time, 100%. That's a lie. I won't <laughs> we <don't> edit
2: it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I won't do names, but he sends me emails. He sends me texts sometimes after council. Um, <laughs> he gave me your phone number. <laughs> my phone number is on the city oh, web page. Okay. <laughs> um So it's there for anyone, anyone that wants to reach out. Um, so it started off, you know, all this is going to lose money. It's going to be a horrible event. Why would you risk that much money to. Well, Steve, can you tell us where you're going to put the profits? Oh, so, because I hear you're going to put the profits into your pool project. <laughs> well, if, if we do have profits, that will be one of my recommendations. But, then council <laughs> has to vote on it. If council doesn't support it, fine. But what better way <laughs> to tell the residents of Timmins that they didn't have to pay for the pool? Pay for a portion of the pool yeah. that came from the profit of another event? The best
1: thing, too, is like, oh, uh, are you going to put us to the pool? I want to go somewhere else. Okay, well, if I don't put it to the pool. Other money that would have went to the pool or wasn't going to, go to the pool is now going to the pool. So regardless of where this money goes, it's going back to the pool <laughs> like, or go to any project. Like it's, yeah, I'm not going to spend this money now. Like, all right, we're going to put it to the roads. But the w- money we were going to spend on roads is now going to whatever. It's I love that argument. It's yeah. like that's, that's, that's the worst idea Like the, or the zero understanding of budgeting. Like it just drives me flipping bananas. and Yeah. I,
0: I, I mean, it's a it's a different story when – when people just just clearly don't don't have that, that understanding and can't and, and can't make that connection, uh I think like uh the connecting link stuff's a little bit more complicated. Like people kind of you know have, have a bit more
2: having gone to the South Porcupine volunteer firefighters last night and coming in from North uh, Matheson for a meeting on uh Friday. It's a beautiful stretch out. Oh yeah. Jesus, I <laughs> yeah. drive it every day. Every and, day. And it's unfortunate that it got to the point where it got in the discussions because oh, it's a, a project. If you look at the last ten years of money that we've spent in the Connecting Link and the amount of work we've done, it doesn't add up to that one year. Uh, it was a really successful project that the province paid three million of the four point eight, whatever the final number was. Uh, of the project um, so to have that much criticism I mean I had to lobby with a lot of people long and hard and mm-hmm. do some fairly unconventional things and getting us voted the worst <laughs> what did you row, do worst unconventional <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> getting us nominated as the worst road in Ontario <laughs> oh. um, did, that- did cause a stir down down in the discussions we had mm-hmm. and and whatnot right but it, it was a point that for me it's a provincial highway it was formerly 100% uh, yep. provincially owned, maintained, downloaded to the city under an understanding that it would be 90% funded by the province. Mm-hmm. Um, and they may have kept that ratio. It's just the work was never done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you're not doing the work that should be done, now we have a $100-plus plus million dollar project to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was m- my point down there is, listen, this is... Your responsibility, if you think the city of Timmons is in a position to pay $120 million for this project, we're not. Mm-hmm. We can't. Um, we need you to step up and take the share that you're responsible for. Now, they have an argument that there's some water sewer pipes that are underneath as part of the project, too, and that's really not Connecting Link uh, road money, so that technically needs to come out from what their share of Connecting Link responsibility would be, and I can buy that. Um, but they still have tens of millions of dollars that that they need to come forward with, and to get them to accept that and give us the maximum funding allowed in the Connecting Link project, and I think we are one of only two cities that got the maximum funding um, allowed in the entire province of the 77 cities that had Connecting Link projects. Uh, many cities that got turned down were perhaps told, "Well, the money went to Timmins. We're sorry." Mm-hmm. Um, was oh, a that bi- bloody Timmins. Was, <laughs> uh, I can tell hey, you, worst road in Ontario. Eh? Yeah, I, I can tell you, there's a lot of people that. That we're upset seeing a neighboring city yeah. get three million dollars and them not get get mm-hmm. a, get a yeah. share. Um, so it was a very big win for the city of Timmins. Mm-hmm. So we spent more money than we spent in the last decade, as I said, and a lot of it came from the province. So it should have been something that we were celebrating. And I understand things may not have been made as clear as they they could have been uh, with some of the amendments that went through on the project. But the the end of the day, the project went out um, and was amended before the bids came in to be one point mm-hmm. four kilometers. No bid we received was on anything other than 1.4 kilometers. So that's what every bid that came in from a contractor was on. That was the work that was to be done. And that's what the detailed engineering said we'd be able to accomplish with the money we had. And the road work actually came in slightly under four and a half. And then with the additions council made, it brought it back up over the four and a half million part. So so what was the confusion there? Like what was the confusion between
0: 2.2 and 1.4?
2: When we started off with 2.2, because that was the number that council was originally run by, um, keep chatting <laughs> just pardon
1: me for a second i gotta piss
2: oh jay's <laughs> gotta take a piss that's fine
1: we're very <laughs> informal
0: here but yeah no uh just uh that that i find very interesting is to find out like what what the discrepancy was between the 2.2 and the 1.4 and how that whole confusion came about
2: yeah so i think when the the project came first came out we were talking a 2.2 kilometer stretch of, of work to be done um and the project was originally tendered at 2.2 kilometers but we still had the engineering firm working on cost cost factors and and what could be done. So before the tender closed, they came back to our team and said, "You're not going to get 2.2 kilometers for four and a half million. If you leave it at that, it's going to be a six or seven million dollar project. and You're going to have to come up with more dollars to make it happen. We didn't have more dollars in the budget." So. Okay, now was that with the the design of that that <coughs> particular asphalt? Like, yeah, the design of the, the thickness, uh, the design of the quality of asphalt, the paved shoulders, things like that, uh, that were were part of it. And they said, in our estimate, you're going to be able to do around 1.4 kilometers with $4.5 million. So they put out an amendment before the tenders came in, before the bids closed, and said, please change your bids to be a 1.4 kilometer stretch instead. I think the job came bid at 4.2 something million, dollars, so it was pretty close to the, mm. the engineering firm's estimate of what we'd be able to do with the the four point five million dollars that we had budgeted. Um the only thing that I think should have been done differently to make sure council was fully in the loop because it was such a big project going on in the city with a lot of attention on it was when we put the amendment out an email to council saying just so you guys know we amended this project and the length is going to be one point four kilometers now instead of two point two. Probably would have certainly removed any of the confusion or discussion that happened there or there afterwards. And I had that chat with staff mm-hmm. a few days after things closed and everything was sorted out. Um, that being said, from their perspective, when they were doing it, they issue amendments on tenders that go out probably in the hundreds, two thousands of amendments every year. So they don't email council every time. Every time an amendment is made, uh, anyone can sign up for notifications and get them. But I said, you know, when you're doing a major project with this much scrutiny and this much money involved, in it probably e- would have in, been good practice. An email would have would have avoided us getting to the point where we're getting. Um, so that's the one thing that I I would have seen done done differently uh, that would have made things clear as day. But I think uh, as councillors have mentioned, most of them understood the 1.4 kilometres was in the report. It was in the report they read. It was what they assumed they were approving uh, based on the report. A couple differed, and we cleared things up and.
1: One ended up voting against the project. It was great TV, though. It was awesome. Yeah, I loved it.
2: The "You're Not My Boss" and uh wait, there's a couple good catchphrases that came out. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. there there was the "You're Not My Boss" raised twice in a month. Yeah. It was <laughs> <Yeah>. uh
1: <laughs> Wait, did, it, did
2: it, <laughs> Counselor Gresla said that after? Yeah, Gresla yeah.
1: said after. Actually, we were laughing about it when, when we had Noelle on. We were chatting mm. about that pretty good.
2: The only thing uh, that I I kind of said because you know I got very I say. uh Criticized and critiqued over uh, a little smirk that I had in uh, mm. that night, uh, I believe the counselor uh, was full out laughing uh, during during that part of the discussion and I was just waiting for the second quote to come back with wipe that smile off your face and then <laughs> then, th- then things might have gone oh yeah, uh, he said that once too yeah oh yeah i
0: oh, yeah, no. I just find it I find it funny that uh, you became pretty meme worthy i don 't know if you 've seen oh, i 've seen a these, lot of these photoshopped
1: Man, like like some people. But let's are, let's be fair. Super low quality. Like you gotta put your if you're gonna do that shit, <laughs> you're put your work into it. God, like do man. it properly. I I can't <laughs> stand shitty, shoddy work.
2: You know, and that's and that's back to when I said <laughs> uh, you know I'm just gonna stop engaging with certain uh-huh. certain groups. That that's the type of person that you know it doesn't matter what I do in the next two years. I know they're not supporting me. Yeah. Um. I know they're gonna be critical of every everything we do, and it's really to a, a personal. I know this group and some around the table their big thing is freedom of speech. Well, there is freedom of speech in Canada and it's great, but there's also a level of respectfulness and appropriateness for oh, con- limitations conducting Lim- yourself. Limitation. And, well, we've, and, we've, and where it may not be illegal doesn't mean it's right. Yeah, yeah and uh,
0: we and we talked about this uh, with uh with Noella when she was on and we said listen, like yeah, Free speech does uh, afford you the right to call somebody, <laughs> and I, I know we're going to get into semantics here of lying and purposely misleading. <laughs> and and you know what? To be fair, we have reached out to Councillor Dubo to come and talk to us here. I I I think it's it's probably important to get to get somebody else yeah. like to get his perspective on 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 the situation as well. But um, the this idea of being able to just call somebody something out in public, who's not a public figure, who's a, an employee of the city of Tewins, and uh, to do so without any kind of uh, presenting any kind of evidence and, mm-hmm. and just saying saying these things, uh, yeah, you, you can't get arrested for it, but it's still not mm-hmm. appropriate conduct, and you can be disciplined through any mechanism that... And, and I mean, people that that are criticizing this idea of, of uh, Councillor Dubo being re- removed from from committees right this that's been a huge hot button issue um is that like that's something
2: that council is able to do yeah, that's right power for it. we appoint the committees by resolution we change the committees by resolution and th- these are some of the misconceptions out, out there that ha- happen with this whole event right like i get told all the time well you don't have the authority as mayor to remove the councilor from committees. 100% agree with you. I don't. That's why council yeah, voted council and, and council passed a resolution to change our committee structure. Um, councillor Dubo ha- has pointed out in the meeting, said, you know, he finds this uh, it coincidental that the BIA issue came at the same issue. It's not coincidental. That played a large portion of the reason why we felt there was a, a need to make a change. Mm-hmm. And the biggest one that I. Struggled with it, and I didn't enjoy this process. I did many media interviews, and after then after the cameras go off, they say, "You know, Steve, didn't look like this was something you were happy was happening, something you enjoyed doing." I said, "No, of course not." I said, "I know we both look bad in this. This is not a situation for council where anyone at that table comes out walking and looking better." Mm-hmm. Um, it was a sad day in in, in City of Timmins Council, and, I, and I'm disappointed it got there. When I sent the letter that he says, and and Councillor Campbell found so offensive and so offside um asking for an apology I had several members and senior staff who were in the meeting say Steve you know we know you've had your issues it seems like you 100% want him to apologize you've given them every out to to come and just say I'm sorry yeah. things got heated it went a little too far and I retract that statement although I still disagree with the issue at large um and it can have been done, but to to come and criticize us for not having the resolution in the public agenda mm-hmm. and not having the package in the public agenda, we did that for his benefit. We did that anticipating that the in camera meeting would go smooth. He'd accept, yep, okay, maybe it went too far. I'll make an apology in the public mesh meeting. And none of it would have come out. None of it, yeah. All mm-hmm. the public meeting would have started was, Mayor, I'd like to uh, make a statement. I'd like to apologize. Uh, in the heat of the debate, and, and I made a statement that I don't think I should have articulated in that manner. And it would have been the end, and the public wouldn't have known there was
1: an a- issue, any discussion, mm-hmm. yep. any issue mm-hmm. within
2: council, mm-hmm. any request. It would have just been him being the the bigger man in the position and yeah. saying, "I probably sp-
1: would probably would looked better. He probably would have got away like." Saying, like the big man,
2: like yeah, yeah Saying I'm sorry and everything would have went on and there would have been no issue. So we left the resolution and everything out on purpose to benefit Councillor Dubo. And now it's turning and into a to, charter of rights and to, freedoms issue. To have it turned and say we left it off the agenda to hide and keep secrecy. Yeah. We sent him the package. He got the emails. He knew what was coming. He emailed me and told me, I don't agree with this. Take it off the in-camera agenda. You want to do it, do it in the public format. Um, Okay. So there was no surprise. There was no issue. It was a a very, should have been simplistic to accept, yep, things went too far. Um, Mm -hmm. I even offered to lead it in with the explanation of, yep, maybe things could have been a little more clear. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Okay, I'm sorry. I don't believe anything was purposely omitted and it was just an issue. And the issue with that, and I'll make it clear, the accompanying bylaw. So the resolution we passed did not mention any distance. So where everyone says it was an illegal resolution, the resolution that count was read and voted by council did not have it a. Didn't distance say two point two. It, like it did not say saying. two point okay. two. The accompanying bylaw document had two point two in it. And what happened was the clerk was going away from the office and had written the accompanying bylaw before he left for vacation or his conference, wherever he was going, um, and had the two point two because the tender was still out with two point two at this point. Mm-hmm. After he left, the amendment went out to change it to 1.4, and when he came back on the Monday of the meeting, never updated the accompanying bylaw to reflect the amendment to match the report that said 1.4 kilometers. Um, So there was the discrepancy between the report and the accompanying bylaw that was drafted. So it was an honest mistake. Mm-hmm. And the clerk admitted it was his mistake. Yep. Uh, wasn't trying to deceive or pull a quick one on council or hide from them. Deliberately they,
1: misceive, or mislead and
2: Or hide from them the fact <laughs> that it changed. The report in very bold letters said a 1.4-kilometer stretch. And I, I believe if you want to go back and pull up council meetings, you can go uh, back to the May 16th meeting around the 100 hour and five-minute mark, uh, if my memory serves me <laughs> correct. Correct. Uh, <laughs> Councillor Dubo at that time asked the Director of Public Works, does the project go from... The first question was from the Bruce Y to the median, and then he re- corrected himself, Says, does it go from the Bruce Y to the bottom of Ray Hill? And the Director of Public Works' response was, yes, that's the general a- an- area. However, we're going to start at the Bruce Y, and we're going to go as far along the straight stretch as we can with $4.5 million, and we probably won't get to the bottom of the Bruce Y. Of the Ray Hill. So to... Say that this was the first time we ever knew we weren't going to get to the bottom of Ray Hill or, or that it wasn't the plan to start at the Bruce Y and go as far towards Ray Hill as we could within the budget mm. just isn't the way the project's ever been presented. But again, certain groups didn't like the change and it made for a good political fodder around the table yeah. and
1: we had what happened happen. Isn't it crazy that we're talking about literally 0.6 of kilometer <coughs> or whatever it is? In a section of road, <laughs> good math. Jay. What is it? Is it two kilometers? Point eight. <laughs> point eight. <laughs> point eight. What is, it? is two point two or two point 2. 2. Yeah. two? Okay, 2. whatever. <laughs> I'm not saying I wasn't listening, but I don't really pay. Are you Are you on Facebook, Jay? No, are you just hanging out? i social Facebook. media and, and checking my emails, which uh, uh, I, I already had a uh, whatever a conspiracy about that. Uh, <laughs> but like, it's crazy. That we're talking about point eight of a kilometer, and I only took accounting, so like my math not a great thing. <laughs>
2: You're
1: a uh, your numbers guy too. <laughs> It's supposed so, to be. It's true. We're talking about point, point of a kilometer. Or we're talking about like eventually this whole project is what 80 Tw- 21 point 21 something kilometers? of multiple lanes. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's oh, multiple lanes. So you add those up. That's that's pretty intense. That's that's a lot of distance. Whereas like this, it was literally this little section of of highway that we're like, it's oh my god. Can and you know what? what I've days. driven
2: over it several times in the last few days. It's beautiful.
1: Yeah. Oh, and, it is. And any other yeah.
2: community who would have done this project. Would have been celebrating that they got $3 million from the provincial government, um, especially with all the discussions we have here and about how much money do we get and do we get the money because of the political stripes that are in play and whatnot. This was a big win for the city of Timmins to max out funding and a project that many of previous mayors, our MPP, many people involved have lobbied for for some long time Mm -hmm. and we finally broke through and... Uh, through all the lobbying done across the province, through Phenom and all those people, got the connecting link project, uh, connecting link funding reestablished, and then maxed out from a Timmins point of view. And mm-hmm. the funding received in year one was an announcement that any other city would have celebrated and been thankful. Oh, that absolutely! They, they yeah. were and able it's turned into it. this this kind of
0: mess and circus. Uh, yeah, circus. A little bit like. I don't know, as, as an ex, external person watching this, uh, and we've talked about this, just saying that anybody who was maybe pondering running for council... Uh, or did probably and <laughs> might not want to anymore. <laughs> or, or may have lost... <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, is, nice. is probably thinking to themselves. Um, I assure you there's a couple who twice. have run and didn't win or run and lost who are still interested. Who are still interested. Some of them are, yeah. Some still trying and, to – And
0: maybe that's that's where this kind of political adversity is coming from, right? And um, I, I'm just wondering where, like, where this all kind of started – well, if, if there's because the way you're presenting it to me seems extremely reasonable, it just seems that you know, like the, this is what's happening, this is what we're doing, and so on. It doesn't sound like there's any kind of political
2: motivation behind it or anything like that. You, you're not making any bones about what your agenda is. You know what? I got a call the other day, and I won't mention names again. Uh, from somebody who said,
1: you know, I really s- wish you would, it'd yeah. be so awesome. No,
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. From somebody who said, uh, Steve, uh, there's a group, uh, trying to find a candidate to run against you in 2018. And I said, you know what? I said, I really don't care. I said, I got much bigger issues to deal with than worrying about campaigning for the next two Mm -hmm. years. I'm trying to land an international investment to to build a 500,000 square foot factory in Timmins. Uh, We're working on international partnerships. We have one international client here. We have businesses expanding. We're facing challenges at the city. My role for the next two years isn't to worry about the 2018 campaign. It's not campaigning. Exactly. But I said... Give me some names. So then the TTA comes up, and I said, this isn't a surprise. Mm-hmm. You know, the fact that the Timmins Taxpayers Association is not a supporter of mine. What? Um, <laughs> when the person who ran for mayor against me comes and makes presentations with them and attends Weeks the meetings. later. Um, and the counselor who clearly opposes most of what I do at, at the table is... Made a slip at the last meeting. Uh, that was awesome. I,
1: I caught that. I loved it.
2: it. It's clear there's an association there. Um, isn't a surprise that they're out looking for someone to run against me. Yeah. I, I'm assuming they're not the only group in Timmins that may be considering finding someone to run against me. That's politics. That's mm-hmm. that's how it works. democratic society, and I don't, I don't fear it. I don't have an issue. If the people at Timmins don't like what I'm doing as mayor... I don't want to be mayor. Yeah. Like if the majority, I understand every decision I make, some people in Timmins aren't going to like that decision. But at the end of this four years, if people look back and say, you know what? Uh, we brought a company from Texas. Hopefully by that time, they'll be able to say, we brought a a large company from China in. uh, we repaired a good portion of the highway, built a new recreation center. If the people sitting around the the table and the community look and say, you know what? Looking at everything that's happened in the, in the community, I don't like Steve Black uh, as mayor. I don't want to be the mayor. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm the mayor and I enjoy being the mayor because I believe I'm doing initiatives that the people of Timmins support mm-hmm. and that they're happy to see some changes. I know not everyone supports every decision. If anyone thinks they can get through a four-year political term without having people criticize one of their decisions Mm -hmm. along the way, um, it just doesn't work like that. So I understand there's going to be controversial decisions that we make that not everyone will support or maybe a majority doesn't support. Uh, But when they look back at the whole package and everything that's transpired this term, my hope is they say, you know what? Even with the circus that happened on Monday nights for a, a section of the term, even with some of the projects that I don't agree with, I really like the overall shape of the community and the change it has taken in four years. I'm still going to support the mayor and the councillors who, who got mm. us to this point. Then I'm happy and I would love to serve another term as mayor. People ask me all the time, are you going to run again for mayor? I said, I don't know. It's 2018. Talk to me in 2018. Yep. I, I enjoy my job. I love my job. Six out of seven days a week. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> it, yeah, is that so, a slip too? No, it's not. <laughs> I, I I really know I Sundays
1: are tough. I know. I guarantee you, <laughs> you, know, you. know what?
2: It's gotten to the point. I think for most of council, where Monday's not something that we look mm-hmm. forward to. Well, um, even Noelle
1: mentioned that. Is yeah. you know she's
2: I, not looking forward to going on Monday nights. Yeah. And as a councillor, um, and even for the first year as as mayor, year and a half, I look forward to Monday nights because mm-hmm. we were discussing the issues and having debates, and they can be adversarial debates on issues, but that's part of what you love as a politician Mm -hmm. now it's just gotten to a point uh like i had one of the councillors come in the week after i called him out of order and faced so much criticism for from this group Mm. for telling me he was out of order and if he didn't come to order he was going to leave the meeting he walked into city hall in front of staff and said was i out of order on monday yes was i out of order on purpose on monday no by design on monday yes and that was the end of the conversation staff asked me what did he just say he essentially said, "Yep, what happened on Monday was yep. on purpose, and it's political. It, it's it's political, and it is what it is. So, how I'm going to face criticism for having to handle it the way I do? But I yep. need to keep order in the meeting. I can't yep. I can't let it get to the stage where they." want it to go and
0: people are just yelling to each other and oh, yeah. and, and and one one of the things that that I and I, I'm glad to to kind of start to have some local politicians on even though the show wasn't kind of designed to be a political <laughs> show, strictly <laughs> it's slowly becoming one. Um, it's this idea that you're going to start having out these these personal things where you're reading emails back and forth to each mm. other about no this is actually what I said and this is actually what I said um, like that's that to me is not where it's true. W- like you should be. You should be debating the issues at, yeah. at council, not not oh well, you know, trying to subvert somebody's credibility, and uh, it's it, that's where it becomes destructive rather than constructive. And to some, uh, to a lot of people, not me and Jay, because we find it extremely entertaining, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but to some people, they tune out to that kind of stuff, right? They hear that. Like, ah, it's just now, there's um,
2: a lot of people that think city council is a circus or an issue right now, and I, I can't blame them. We're not functioning how a council should function, where you debate the issues and and you accept the issues. And if council votes to do a festival, they voted to do a a festival. You don't write three letters to the editor saying we shouldn't be doing a festival. It's voted on. It's moving forward. And if you have a real concern about taxpayers' dollars, you don't criticize the city and criticize the festival that's coming you find your best way to promote it, and ensure it makes money and breaks even so that you're protecting the taxpayers' dollars. Exactly. That's if I, if I didn't agree with something, but I wanted, it and I didn't agree with it because I thought it put the taxpayers' dollars at risk when it's approved, I'm going to work my best to get that thing to be as successful as possible mm. because by doing so, I protect the state taxpayers' dollars, and that's what they elect you to do.
0: And because, and, and you can still do that and be public about the fact that you opposed it in the first place, um, so that if you know the city wants the the population of the city wants to go into the direction of saying, you know, at next term we don't want to take risks like this with with taxpayer money, then they'll they'll elect somebody else. Okay. But that's not the case for this term.
2: Well, and I, and I don't have any issue with anyone, and I've done this before, and the same councillors criticized me for doing an interview saying, you know what, I respect council's decision and that's the way we're going to go. My opinion differed because of this and this and this. Mm-hmm. And you give your opinion so the public knows where you stand. There, there's no issues with that. Apparently there is when the mayor does it, but not anyone else. <laughs> um, but but that's you're still showing respect for the decision council made, and that's mm-hmm. what we're supposed to do. And you still go forward to carry that decision out in the future, but you're allowed to give your opinion of why we just finished a debate 10 minutes ago. You can't do a media interview and say, Oh no, I think this was a really great idea. And the media is going to say, well, you just criticized it 10 minutes ago. (laughs) What what are you saying now? So you you have to be able to set up, but you're supposed to do it with a respect for council's decision. Mm -hmm. I respect that that's the way it's going forward and that it's going to happen. And hopefully everyone that ran, ran for council to promote their community and talk about what a great community we live in and, and to promote these type of things. Instead of said, Timmons can't pull this off. Mm-hmm. Why would yeah. Timmons? like, that's what to, I see. To, that's to to me, what the attitude is. To, yeah. to me, I, I love Timmons. I mean, I, I chose to live here. I moved here. It's a community that I, I chose to have kids and raise kids in. and it's a regional hub of Northern Ontario. When you look at Northern Ontario and all the cities across Northern Ontario, there's five regional hubs that most of the other cities look up to and we're Mm -hmm. one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have an incredible amount of things to be proud of and a, a lot of things that other communities can't have. I mean, we're discussing another recreation facility. There's communities that build an outdoor arena and that's their arena. They don't have an indoor arena. That's their arena and they're, community celebrates it, happy as can be yeah. to have a brand new outdoor arena and have to play exposed to the elements because they understand that that's that's what the community mm-hmm. can can afford to do and it, it's mm-hmm. great. Um, so this, that's that's my challenge. I didn't get on council because I wanted to tear the council down or tear the city down or, or something like that. I got on council because I bl- thought I could bring new ideas and changes to the community Mm -hmm. to to make everyone enjoy it. And yes, we'd pay high taxes, but hopefully by the end of this term, when they look at things they got, they can say, you know what, we do pay high taxes, Mm -hmm. but look at the things we've got in the last four years and look Mm -hmm. at the changes the community has and look at the new buildings and the new businesses uh, that have went. The discussion we have is the mines are closing. Timmins has been around for over a hundred years, and mines have been closing since they opened. That's mm-hmm. the nature of the mining. Well, business. That's how it works. Yeah. As a mining engineer, <laughs> the day I, the
0: mine opens is the the first day the, of the countdown the that, of that it
2: closes. When I came to Kid in two thousand and four, people were talking about you know a mine life of five to ten years left in the mine. Mm-hmm. We're still going. Uh, Twelve years left, and it's got five years left in it, and that's probably a pretty firm five years. It's not the (laughs) floating five years that uh, was there before, but that's the nature of natural resources. Mines open, Mm -hmm. mines close. You know, if Lakeshore wouldn't have been developed (coughs) and wouldn't have been started uh, until Kid closed, and you had Kid closed and Lakeshore open the next day, and five or six hundred jobs that are in Lakeshore, people said, you know, it's still uh, uh, the large largest employer. Leaving the community, mm-hmm. but there's optimism and hope there. Um, Gold Corp is start, starting their project in the area, and hopefully, it will be milled in Timmins and keep our mill running uh, for a long period of time. And there's lots of other exciting mining projects going on in the region, uh, to be happy about. Um, 100 plus years of mining, yeah. we got many, many years left to, to go, um, and even. With the money that will be lost and with the the jobs that will be lost it's going to be a difficult term next term is going to be a difficult term, and when you lead into it, hopefully things re- rectify and straighten out over the next couple of years and it's a more smoother council because i do I do share some of the concerns of you know I hear the councilors sitting around the table and whether or not they plan on running again and
1: <coughs> sorry
2: no, That's all right.
1: <laughs> there isn't you want to hold that one in I can tell you yeah. like, no no don't have it, it don't wasn't going to
2: do. Um, there isn't that many that at this point in time are considering running again. Mm-hmm. And then you get the people outside looking in that say, do I really want to give my time and effort to take? Cause all they see is the Monday night. They don't see the community mm-hmm. involvement side of it and what goes on. So it, it's tough and it does. I, I am concerned because I, I'm, I got involved to help the community and better the community. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be a
0: tough, uh, a, like you say, a tough term the next one. So the fact that we don't really have a whole lot of people stepping up to the plate to, to lead and uh, not a lot of people being inspired by the current climate <coughs> wanting to lead, it's uh, it, it's tough. But I, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping that when people hear uh, – just where your points of view comes come from, and uh, different members of council, and they really get an idea of where where you're motivated by, or what you're motivated by. Um, I don't know. To me, it's it's right in sync of where my head's at. Right, like I think um, there was an opinion piece in the Daily Press. I don't know, was it uh, like a month ago? And it was about kind of saying that people who are opponents of this this aquatic center need to coo. Kind of cooler jets,
1: a little bit. It's a basket of deplorables.
0: <laughs> basket <laughs> of deplorables. Oh, let's let's not get into the Trump language, but uh, this idea that that some people are just—they're uh, happy to cross their arms and and just let the tumbleweed, you know, go down the <laughs> go down the road and uh, and just kind of let the city ride off into the sunset as uh, as the mining industry kind of slows down a little bit. <coughs> Um, there are those of us who have planted roots here and want want to see the city thrive and diversify and see things come to the city. And um, I, I don't know. I, I I would love, and I mean, it might be idealistic of me, but I, I'd love to be to have my kids want to come back here yeah. at some point, you know, and want want to live here and and not just be counting the days till they can get out and just the same old small town story, right?
2: Well, and I think that's what you hear. A lot of the problems that come in are youth retention. People are concerned Mm -hmm. about their kids staying Mm -hmm. in the community, coming back to the community. So I think if you're looking at losing a major industry, there's two ways to react to back it in and say, that's it. We're done. We're done here. And to be fair, that's what a lot of smaller communities may experience when they lose their one industry and one player in, in the city. And Kid Operations is a big player in the city of Timmins, but it's not the only player. Yep. And we're forty-five thousand people. We're on a different scale. The city's not going to disappear the day that Kid closes. No, exactly. Um, and we have a lot of good years and a lot of new exciting opportunities. A lot of new companies. I mean, you don't see hotels invest ten to fifteen million dollars <laughs> to build new hotels. Nice, sure they knew Kid. Yep closing was on the horizon when they do their business cases and look at the community, you don't see three and four of them make that investment in a city because they say, you know, seven years it's over. (laughs) It's time time to pack it in and time to take everything out. Um, you don't see people like the bucket shop make multi-million dollar (coughs) developments of their business and redevelop their business to, to build a great new facility in the community. You don't see, foreign companies who can choose any place. I mean, yeah. when we started with Calabrian, they were looking anywhere in eastern Canada. Uh, they narrowed it down to five sites, Sudbury, Timmins, Iroquois Falls, Ruanda Randa, and Val d'Or, I think, was the fifth. Okay. Um, and we went through the discussions, and we made our case why they should choose Timmins, and we worked with them to tell them about Timmins and the vision of the city and where we think it's going to go going and how it is the gold mining hub of... Northern Ontario, um, and made our case of why they should choose Timmins. That's a company that made a $20 million plus investment and chose Timmins. With everything they know, with the fact that they know Kid is mm-hmm. closing, okay. everything they know. They said, and they had other options. Timmins is the place we want to be to service a large regional market. Mm-hmm. Um, Chinese company, the same thing. They've been here several times. They're coming back next week uh, with more of their team to, to look at site and try and advance that project. These are people that like the people they're dealing with in Timmins, like the city and what it has to offer, and are optimistic about its future and want to set up their companies to Mm -hmm. do business here. Uh, Got a new... New business opening up on the highway at the old Burger King uh, restaurant. That's oh, something. do we know what it is? We Can do. we get a spoiler? We do, but I'm not sure I'm allowed to say what it is. Ah. <laughs> Even though I think... I think Are we common... not going to get our
0: first exclusive here tonight? <laughs> we need one. We need I, one. I, one. Come on. I, I
2: think Common Knowledge is out there. I actually sent a text because I would have said it if I got the text. Let me see if it came in. I'll use my phone during the meeting. Is it oh, so sorry. We have is... a,
1: a code of conduct here. We don't use social media or uh, or emails while we're... Uh... Yeah, Sorry. <laughs> sorry.
2: Uh, yeah no I, I can't say it officially yet until right. uh until I get permission to say it but I think I think the general uh, you're going to have to come back right. on give <laughs> well, us another couple hours I, <laughs> I, I think you'll know like I'm giving uh the state of the city which will be done before this show airs and i'm hoping to get the word that we can go ahead and uh officially say that it is what people are are speculating Speculate. it is there oh yeah. excellent all <laughs> right so that that's good anybody who's
0: <laughs> spent any time on facebook could see, would guess what it is no so, i'm stoked for that
2: yeah so Chicken i mean rib combo th- these are <laughs> these are people that um come in and Uh, We had the meeting and we've discussed, you know, taxes are slightly higher in Timmins than some of the other places they do business. I heard
1: it went up like 6% today, this year. (laughs) Am I wrong? (laughs) Sorry. Sorry.
2: Did he read that wrong? (laughs) He wasn't listening. Yeah, he was distracted. (laughs) Um, But those those are people that they don't invest in the community without doing their research. Yeah. They don't not understand what taxes are, what hydro is. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't un- They do not not have 400 other cities that could choose to o- open <laughs> to up, set up that type of business. Or not set up. Right? A- and they've made that decision to come to Timmins and invest in Timmins. And that's what I think the um, problem with social media is the negative people have no issues being behind a keyboard and being negative and putting whatever they want to put on it. The positive people sometimes, and you've seen that totally change with the festival, but are sometimes hesitant to engage because they don't want to deal with the negative mm-hmm. people. They don't mm-hmm. want to even, I agree. and I get, I mean, I could pull up my uh, Facebook and go through the messages, but I wouldn't do that to the people that message me. And show the number of people that say, "You know what, Steve? things are going great in the city. We're happy we support you. Uh, I'm not going to post this publicly because I don't want to deal with so and so and so and so and so and so yeah they're going to um, get they're going to get
0: all the notifications. Yeah, their phone's going to be blowing up. they
2: don't want to see it's the not a Samsung they don't want to see the the mimes and stuff uh with their their names and, noise. Yeah. and that that type of stuff I mean that gets to, to most people pretty pretty quickly um yeah. I don't know. I must have very thick skin because it is what it is. Especially this term. Well, I hope
1: we get a meme about us. I would would love to see
2: a beer and bullshit. I I would love it. (laughs) So, I mean, even I had my parents after the things got to the point they did with the uh, Chinese general... Mime or
1: the, <laughs> the other okay. one was the that was funny.
2: Was the other one was the but K- poorly
1: done? Come on, Poor, poorly <laughs> done, but Get
2: it was well. Great idea, or, or the KKK mime. Which, to, what? To,
1: what? I didn't see that one, yeah. That oh. one. I've been excited about that one. Okay, I want to know
2: who thinks you're racist. <laughs> Tell me about it. You know, the, the same people that were uh, criticizing me for wanting to bring in a Syrian refugee family, you know, like. well that's just a ploy
1: you're you're, that's just a ploy you know there's covering up yeah
2: so (laughs) it 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 is it is what it is and that one's offensive right like that's Mm -hmm. that's taking it to whether it's meant in joking manner or or not um we all have families and to be honest with you to me do what you want to do it doesn't get to me that much um but my family follows what's going on in Mm -hmm. timmins even though most of them live outside of Timmins, they follow what's going on our political world Mm -hmm. they follow the social media threads and i stayed off social media for a couple days after things got really heated at council and i just you know i don't even want to be part of it um but i got a message from my my parents and just said steve are you okay i said
1: steve when did you join the kkk (laughs) yeah i'm so confused
2: (laughs) they said um you know are, are you okay i said yeah i'm good what are you talking about and then it clued in in my head i said yeah, you're on social media. Oh, so aren't you? you read something, so I said, "Just stay off social media this week." I said, "It is what it is, <laughs> and cool they're going to do what they're going to do." Um, it's a small group of people, but uh, you know, sometimes what seems like good humor uh, ha- has a different impact on different people. And you know, my my kids, I think, are t- too young to really get it at school, mm-hmm. but I'll, I'll still have days where my daughter will come home, and she's in grade three now, and she'll say. Daddy, uh, so-and-so on the playground says, you're the worst mayor ever. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, for, for me, it is.
0: You know, those are some seriously polit- politically astute <laughs> <great> grade
2: <laughs> ones. Well, and, and that's the thing. You wonder what grade type two. of parent is having that discussion at home. Make sure uh, you go tell <laughs> tell his daughter that. Uh, he sucks. Uh, so, he that. so that's great that gets to me. Um, that my daughter's exposed to yeah. it. Yeah. It doesn't get to me because someone thinks I'm the worst mayor ever in the history of Timmons, nah. to everyone has Some their, people will think that. Everyone uh. has their opinion and yeah. it, it is what it is. You don't get into politics not thinking that you're going to be called the worst MPP yeah. or yeah. the worst MP or the worst mayor or the worst councillor. Absolutely. Or, or you're a jerk, or whatever. No,
0: some people are going to, like, actively not like you. Yeah. Um, I question the motivation, though, of some people who, like, actively wish you, not, I don't want to say wish you harm, but, like... (laughs) Ill will. Yeah, ill will when it comes to even just your initiatives and so on. Mm -hmm. I think um, that comes from a political point, because if if you and council... Fail at this, like this uh, fireworks festival, uh, for example. Then our whole city is in a bad position, w- worth, worth <laughs> off. right? And uh, and all we can do is the people who are naysayers from the beginning can go ha. There you go. I told you so. Yeah. Well, you can, yeah, sure, but you're in the same mess as everybody else now. Yeah. So we sh- we shouldn't be sitting here and like. And I'm I'm not advocating for blind uh, following of somebody else's direction. I mean, you can be critical and still be supportive, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can say that I don't believe this is a good idea. I believe we should have gone with uh, option B or whatever. If you're offering alternative solutions, even better. Although those are kind of scarce at times. At times, or all the time all the time <laughs> all the time, people like to complain, but don't offer alter- alternates, yeah. um, but this idea that we're just going to to complain for complaining's sake, to me, that screams just political opportunism mm-hmm.
2: right yeah. and and, and uh, as I said, that's those are the points, and you expect it when you're in this role, like and I think that's why it probably sometimes catches the family uh, more off guard because mm-hmm. they didn't sign up for this, yeah. Yeah. they had their son choose this, <laughs> um, or, or their brother or, or whatever the case may be. So they don't have that understanding or that internal, yeah, I'm going into this and I'm going to upset some people cause I plan on making some changes. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that are resistant to change in a community mm-hmm. that hasn't seen a lot of change over or mm-hmm. generations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I get it. Uh, but yeah, when the kids get involved or when I'm out at an event with kids and people make comments, that's to me where, yeah, okay, yeah. Now, now you're upsetting me. And it's not because I care what you are saying to me it's because you're exposing my kids to that and they're eight and six years old they don't yeah. they don't need to to hear this flack or this uh type of thing and, and you sometimes you get some really good residents like I, we have we have great residents in the city of timmons and i i've been out at restaurants or places where people will come up and they'll just sit down and they'll be discussing an issue and finally someone will come over and say can you not see he's out here with his family like you want to mm-hmm. you want to have this Give discussion <laughs> make, make the appointment in the office and go, to be fair go little yet, little or, or they're six
1: y- and eight years old they gotta learn eventually. <laughs> <laughs> trust, tr-
2: <laughs> trust me they're probably now the most politically astute six and eight year olds in the city <laughs> Although they, although they do have a, a misunderstanding of what the mayor's role is and sometimes they just tell their friends that daddy's the boss of the whole city. That's very
0: true, yes. I, I think there are some grown adults that have that impression of what,
2: what the mayor's role is. Well, to be honest with you, it's true because some of the issues you get in the role, people will call in and it will be a civil matter. Or it will be whatever and you'll say, I'm sorry, I, I can't help you with your, your neighborly dispute well, you're the mayor. What do you mean you can't come in and pick? <laughs> and so those types of things are, are, are tough as well, because there is that expectation that you're,
1: you're going to be an advocate for every
2: single person. You're Not even, I don't even mind being an advocate if something, something's wrong, even yeah. if it's not within our responsibility, I don't mind calling someone and having a chat and saying, you know, can we get past this or, or can we fix this for, for your, your neighbor or your business or whatever it may be? I don't mind that, but it's just uh, sometimes the, the sheer just of well, I'm not supporting you. Well, I I hope you reconsider in the next few <laughs> years but not supporting me for something I have no power to do. So
0: so are you saying that you're not going to be Cory Booker who is a, was he not the mayor of Newark? And he used to go shovel people's driveways?
2: Yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that that's not going to happen anytime soon. I can't <laughs> call upon you to go there's a big bank here. I just finished I just kinda, finished cleaning I'm my driveway. Tired. I'm about just I'm about
2: ready to go to work and the plow just came by. <laughs> to to be honest with you there are situations where um, people will call it and you know, staff can't, and that's why you'll see mayors do things like that. You know, staff can't change their policy and make yeah. a, a one-off special accommodation for a resident who has an issue. And maybe it's a senior citizen who had recently fallen and hurt themselves or whose mm. husband who usually does things can no longer Something. do it. And you try and make arrangements or, or maybe you go over and you help shovel it if there's a big storm type of thing. And that, that gets d- done by, by many. I mean, we've had counselors who have had interactions where, <laughs> Something as simple as, you know, staff's asking to place the garbage bins here because that's the angle the truck turns around. It's an extra two feet from where you normally place it. Um And it gets to a point where staff, no, we can't pick it up in that other location. The truck doesn't make the yeah. bend yeah. in, in that, that fashion, whereas the have says, well... I'll come by in the morning and I'll I'll pull your encouragements <laughs> <laughs> the, the the extra few feet so that The things I, you guys do most most yeah. people never see that side of being yeah, in municipal yeah. politics right but the generally the people around the table and even the ones who I've had disagreements with generally are good people mm-hmm. um and believe they're doing the right things and will go out mm-hmm. of their way to help members of the community so even though we have issues on what we think the correct approach to council is what we think our correct roles are uh and things like that uh I don't knock them as people. They're there because they truly believe that approach and that mentality around the table is the right way to do it. Um, It's unfortunate that we disagree, but it it, it is what it is. And I don't think they're there because they don't believe they're doing what their interpretation of the best thing for the city is or Mm -hmm. the right thing for the residents. I believe everyone sitting around the table, no matter whether we agree or disagree, is there because they believe They're They're doing doing good. They're doing good and they're doing what's right.
0: And see, that's great. I I love to hear that. And I think, uh, I mean, we're coming up on the two-hour mark. This is the longest podcast we've done so far. Um, I think if we've not exhausted our own... Endurance right now, we've definitely exhausted our listeners' Listen. <laughs> <laughs> our listeners' endurance. So uh, I think we're going to take that cue to wrap it up. You know what? I really appreciate you coming in and talking to us a little bit about this. It's it's really kind of enlightened mm-hmm. uh, my perspective on it because I, I think we can get really tainted by just reading the stuff that goes on in social media. And you kind of get this idea or this caricature of who our mayor is and who our counselors are. And uh, it's nice to kind of get to sit here and shoot the bullshit yeah.
1: with you and – you know, drink yeah. some beer. So. Well, I hope you don't get the caricature from the caricature. <laughs> not the actual caricature. <laughs> well, uh, Steve, I hope you, uh, you you think about coming back one time, uh, some sometime in the future. We often do a, uh, a bullshit section where we just talk about kind of uh, international politics, local, federal, provincial, I guess not local because that, that is you, <laughs> but all the other ones. So I hope you you know, you know think about coming back another time and just chatting and just you know talking the bullshit. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of fun. I think you would enjoy it.
2: Yeah, I happen to, to, to follow the other levels of politics, uh, both, <laughs> both, both uh, regionally and internationally, uh, quite closely, although I've kind of tuned out to the the U.S. one now. It's gone. Uh, A little too ridiculous. Yeah, it's gone. Yeah. Gone too we far. far.
0: That, we'll, we'll save, save that, that for part two. Yeah, We're going to save that for <laughs> part
1: two.
2: So, uh, Jay, you want to sign us off
0: for our uh, longest podcast ever?
1: All right. Uh, so, I guess we'll go with uh, there's no such thing as bad beer, only beer that tastes better than others. Cheers. Cheers.
2: Cheers. Yours is empty. Yeah, maybe, maybe, <laughs> whatever. Whatever.
0: Thanks a lot for joining us. Thanks, nice. guys. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday,
1: Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday.